0: Hi, and welcome again to Second Rate Film School. I'm Andrew Wass.
1: I'm Jake Pumiri. And I'm Jacob McCullough.
0: And we're watching the uh, um, movie of Spider-Man 3 today.
1: Say the fifth best Spider-Man movie.
0: How many Spider-Man movies with the pen? Well, there's seven. Okay.
2: See, I'd agree I with think that. I'm in a minority Yeah, and I have basically been slogging through these first two Spider Man films <laughs> so I can get to the goods with this
0: third one. Well, today will be Jacob's last commentary track, so it's been a lot of fun with him. <laughs> now, we, um, well, even, it, it, it was it would have been a hard act to follow of Spider Man 2. They s- certainly didn't seem to try, um, but I enjoy it. Well,
1: okay, let's just get this right off the bat. I don't want to just dwell on this, I want to actually talk about the movie, but. This is probably the most disappointing movie of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: is that all you, you, you don't want to dwell on it.
1: <laughs> no, well, I, I don't want to keep being one of those people who are like, oh, this movie's so disappointing. I yeah. actually want to like get into the nitty gritty of this movie and talk about it. in so in terms. I will like, say this this is okay yeah this is when i kind of knew maybe something was up when i first saw it i was
2: like "Oh, this isn't as inspired as the last one
1: go from I alex
0: ross to this through it all
2: i appreciate that they're keeping it in the same vein it's like the same dna of the previous credit sequences maybe a little cluttered it's it's cluttered
0: i mean we're it, halfway through the credits and we're not even off of spider-man it, one the music
1: too i kind of is even though it's great it i think cluttered is a good word i noticed i was kind of It goes from one theme to another, and then everything just does it in, like, two minutes. Where it always
2: sticks out to me is that shot of him swinging between the truck in Spider-Man 2. It's coming up on the other side. This one. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, shooting through, like, uh, a weird, like, Photoshop filter. Yeah. I, again, I appreciate what they're going
0: for. I do do like, yeah, the, like, symbiote and sand.
1: Let's put this up front. This wasn't the case of Sam Raimi not trying... Uh, it's just, you know, the, the matter of just.
2: Well, Look at this. How can you say this isn't trying? There's like <laughs> sand flying everywhere and exploding symbiote goo and webs. It's, it's, this title sequence is pretty indicative of the film, really. Just. The symbiote just.
0: Taking, just over, taking everything. over everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Just trying>. Same <laughs> remedy trying to make his movie, then just Aviar Red just imposing his will on him. Which is so strange at this point because you would think after the success of the first two films, you.
0: You, you would, would trust have, it, you yeah. Would
1: just leave them alone. But the thing is, Abby Arad really wanted Venom in, in, in this movie. I think that was just, it just came from that.
2: But you get a weird inversion of logic here where you would think the more successful this gets, the more they would leave the filmmakers alone. Yeah. That's actually not what happens. The more successful it gets, the more reliant they're on it as a corporation and more people no. want to get their hands in the final yeah. product. Yeah. All right, so here's our opening shot which is stock footage from the last movie. And this is what yeah. I also kind of
1: bumped here when I
3: first well, saw so it's, like,
2: funny because, like, the first two movies, like, you know, have these, like, sort of, like, almost atmospheric sort of openings with the, the music that's subtle and the voiceover that's meaningful. And here it's just, like, soap opera music, like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun yeah. and some, like, weird dialogue here. And I know the point is... And I love it.
1: <laughs> the, the point is, obviously, Peter's at a much better point in his life, which is an interesting story, actually. I actually really liked that approach when I first heard about it. I thought that was a great, that was a great, <laughs> was a great <laughs> <the> <laughs> just something different from like the last movie where it's just not another story of him being down on his luck again. No, that's totally the direction you want to take it. Yeah. You know? And I liked how it kind of dealt with like that arrogance of coming with that success. I think that was just something interesting to play. It just, this movie is just so cluttered. It doesn't really give a lot of room to, to breathe.
0: Hey, look, it's Ron Howard's most successful child.
1: Well, I remember when they first cast her as, as Gwen. I was so excited, but yeah. I should have thought to myself, well, oh, wait a minute. How is she going to factor in?
2: So that guy built a complicated mirror to distract, oh, whatever, Ron layaway guy.
0: <laughs> well, that's the, like, the weird bullies annoying. in like, the senior year of college.
2: It's very annoying.
1: 1960s type it's, it's, that's what I like it though. It's, that's what makes it kind of in, endearing because it's very Sam Raimi
2: yeah I really enjoy this movie I find it very endearing I think it's as a movie I, I don't think I was quite as disappointed as you two were I, I liked it <laughs> Yeah. and I still maintain I, I like it quite a bit even in spite of its flaws but um the goofy stuff I enjoy like I like how he sits next to Sean Hannity here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, now I enjoyed it a lot growing up. As I got older, like I'm like, oh yeah, there's a lot of problems. I still enjoy it. We, we watch this like, we.
2: Sorry. So when I I saw when I was a kid looking up like behind the scenes info on this movie, I was like going through websites with tons of like and stuff and i come across one that has a photo of mary jane like here and i was like oh this is fake this is her it's some broadway thing and i was like very jaded and i was like that's not it and then i saw the movie and i was like oh i guess that was a real thing from it so then you started wondering a a big stairway entrance for mary jane watson at a broadway show or something
0: so then you started wondering all the other rumors you read which we'll talk about those in a minute but i'm going back to what i was saying yeah i still enjoy this in a ironic almost way now i don't know um a few weeks ago i was recounting how me and jake were like waiting for jacob to show up to hang out and we just put spider-man 3 on in the background so he would walk it and see it i don't think with the intention to actually watch it and then we ended up watching it
2: jacob's face lit up i have no sense of I also
0: love this shot, just, like, where he's, like, looking down, I'm about to, like, look down at him, like a fucking Bond villain.
1: Yeah, see, in context, this isn't as interesting, versus the teaser trailer, which is still amazing. When when
2: you see that shot there, you think it's going to be, like, this very sinister... Are you saying sinister... they shouldn't have been swinging wildly between tones? <laughs> between goofy, like, goofy Broadway fun and pan over? To, My father is dead and I want revenge. Yes, yes, maybe that is... A yeah, well,
1: because that teaser trailer I thought was a, a great. That could have been a great way to really approach the movie in terms of tone. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously it showed that it was going to be a darker film, but it wasn't going to, you know, be dark in an in overly indulgent way or anything like that. I thought it, it felt like a proper escalation
2: in the story where, where these characters were, especially with. In fairness, it certainly wasn't dark in an overindulgent way. No, yeah. In just a very different
1: direction. Yeah. Not quite in the way it should have, but I I still don't... I don't know. I think the effort should still be...
2: i really appreciate what they were trying to go for with a lot of things, but obviously, there's so much to unpack with this. It's almost hard to, like, generalize a lot of what they were going for. Like, you want to talk about, like, how, like, Venom was approached in this movie. But Venom is, like ultimately just a small part of this sprawling movie that has much too many things
3: going on yeah uh,
2: yes and that's why it, it's almost hard to like generalize it because it's so much <laughs> it's, it's there's so much to unpack well, let me just make this clear this is a mediocre film this like, is hold not on, we're on the shot where you see the goblin masks and you're like oh what's harry's mask gonna look like <laughs> oh it's, it's just like some
0: paintball as he said
2: because, I, 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 like, as a kid, I was like, oh, you know, is Harry going to become, like, the Hobgoblin? But, but Sam Raimi, they probably suggested it to him. And he was like, the Hobgoblin? Who's the Hobgoblin? <laughs> I stopped reading comics in 1974.
0: Well, and it get-
1: Do we want... Do you just want to be left alone in this movie? <laughs> so you can just do it. Just, just talk, by, talk to yourself. I,
2: just, I have a true passion.
1: No. I know.
0: Well, and go... Oh, well,
2: we're on the, the comic
3: scene. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but no, going back to the Goblin design, I remember like wondering what they were going to do. Especially like you said, like oh my god, they're going just give him the Goblin costume again. Because again, going back to the first Spider-Man PS2 game, when you can play as Harry, he's just dressed as the Green Goblin. Yeah, you know, they cre- use that skin. I was wondering if they were going to do that in this. Andrew,
2: Andrew, that was two scenes ago. Yeah, keep up around a different subplot right now. She just to sing on stage for the rest of her life.
1: You know, okay, again, remember when, that, when the clips of this movie came out on NBC, like the first like ten, minutes, like 10 minutes of the movie? This is one of the scenes, and it played much better within the context of those scenes than it does here. And this is when I, because I actually thought in the context of those selected scenes, it was going to be like Spider-Man 2 level. Yeah. It was great. And then you see it in context, and it doesn't, it's not.
2: Well, again, you got that wildly swinging tone. Where it's a nice romantic scene, and then Venom. suddenly the blob shows up. Yeah, it's it's the comet that really. Oh yeah, God. And it's <laughs> like uh, I, I think the problem is like this beginning, is opening, is too reliant for instance. Like, yeah. Venom lands. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then we're gonna go on to Sandman, who also broke out of jail today. Like none of this. Like I like that. Like in the original Spider-Man, things aren't. The Green Goblin's origin isn't connected to Spider Man, but here it just makes everything feel like it's three different movies.
0: Yeah. I just wish also you would see, like, just some jogger going by in the park and just, like, looking up and be like, what the fuck?
2: And it's an like, Venom.
0: Yeah, I remember that being an IMDb trivia. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Despite this being the most disappointing movie in my life, this is not a bad movie. I think yeah. it's a
2: mediocre film.
0: I, will, will never <laughs> I do say Thomas Hayden Church is probably the best part of this movie you know continuing on um, having having very inspired casting and um, good um, not method actors um, character actors playing yeah. the villains I mean that theory gets thrown out the window with Topher Grace's um, Eddie Brock later in it but I like Topher Grace in this movie uh, well, I go we'll, back talk, we'll get into that yeah. though
1: but with Thomas Hayden Church I think like you said it's really great inspired casting where the actor just happened to look just like the character in the comics. Yeah. yeah, this was
2: coming right off of sideways for him. He got that Oscar nomination, and then it was this movie. That's, that's the common Hollywood career trajectory of the modern actor, which ironic ironic. You get an Oscar nomination or win an Oscar, and you go to play a villain. In
0: well it's ironic because Paul Giamatti was also in sideways, and then he got to be an amazing Spider-Man too. So both right. those two leads, they um, they knew how to pick their Spider-Man movies.
1: Well, I guess Thomas Hayden Church got the last laugh. Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church I think did much better.
0: Yeah. He was actually in the movie for more than two seconds.
1: At least there's something at least there's something to uh, Sandman Sam Man and You can tell this is the character Sam really cared about. Yeah. Because him
2: and McGuire actually talked about them wanting him in it. That's an interesting one, because Sandman, even more so than, like, Doc Ock and the Green Goblin, is a very simple character in the comics. There's a little bit of, like, his conscience that plays into things, but for the most part, he's just, he's a guy. And he has sand powers, and he robs a bank. But in a weird way, this movie still honors that. It Mm -hmm. still holds that... uh, Holds true to that while also giving him just enough depth. And I think it's because they keep his story pretty simple. He's not a mad scientist. He's just a guy with a daughter trying to do good by her. And that's why when he gets the powers of a guy, he goes and robs an armored car. Well, it yeah.
1: still stays true to that, but it's rooted within him trying to help his daughter get well. I, mean, I don't I'd know what he expected, though, after that money. Would he walked in with the sand powers to pay for it? Couldn't he have just forced them with the sand powers to do it? It's like Doc. guy...
0: I assumed he was going to leave said, it on the doorstep. like. going to um. sneak
2: in that window and put it all under her pillow. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, this is, like, you know, with the wife who's not – I don't know if she named, and the daughter who has, like, two lines. Like, I think this is, like, the best scene or one of the best scenes of the movie. Just, like, this is just straight-up good acting that, like, you forget, like – you know, take away the iconic, like, Man like, shirt. Like, this could be just a movie about a man breaking out of jail, like, this – yeah, this could have been, like, a fucking, like, I don't even know, uh, but it's just a very well-acted scene between Thomas Hayden Church, the actress who plays his wife, and then even the daughter is pretty competent.
2: And they had bigger roles than the original.
0: They were in the climax originally, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. And this they, ended up being their only scene, though. And there's that one
1: great scene on the editor's cut, though, with, with them with the castle. That's one of the best scenes
2: in the movie. I wish, I wish that was in it. A- that's like a whole other conversation there, right? Yeah. I mean, we could go into that, too. I, I think that's fair. Oh, but hold on. We're we'll on. talk about that one. Peter's happen. weekly guilt trip to Aunt May's house. <laughs> Where she has to give him a speech. Yeah, that's all, we were talking about in the last movie, Aunt May has this really interesting character arc and feels real fleshed out and human. Here, Peter shows up to her house, or she shows up to Peter's house. To make him feel bad, regardless of what location they're in. Well, there is an
1: interesting aspect of, and what what I was taken with in that, when they released that footage about how she gives him the ring, I thought that was an interesting thing to do. But that's about it. And again, without the context of the rest of the movie. Yes, but this is a good scene, though. I not as great in context, but in and of itself, I, I do I do that's like the scene.
2: Yeah. this is two. a good moment. Yeah, I I agree. And a movie that I think is full of them. Well, when, when this movie stops and pays attention to the characters, when like it's that.
1: not getting into yeah. you know the five different plots, like it's 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 good.
0: Yeah, there are a lot of great Honestly, moments in this.
2: Yeah, it's more like the context. Like a lot of these scenes don't bleed naturally into each other. It's sort of just figuring out how they want to order them. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's actually very <laughs> telling on the editor's cut that. All of the black suit scenes are basically rearranged in a completely different order because things don't really lead into each other naturally. They just happen in this movie, and you can really feel it in the pacing. This movie plods along more than it really pushes. It's not A to B to C. It's A to F to Z (laughs) to to Q.
0: She looks so much younger and it's just because she has her hair down. <laughs> she doesn't look like a million years old. She only looks like a 70-year-old woman now.
3: Uh,
1: here it comes. And <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I thought we got past this.
0: Come on, guys. if you hadn't fucked up, Peter... But it's okay. I'm fine living alone. As long
2: as you're not keeping any other secrets from me. I like the thing you I may or may not know about. I like like the thing how we should just passive aggressively just drops hints sometimes just to guilt him (laughs) about the Uncle Ben thing in these past few months. Yeah. So what's the timeline here? How long has it been since Spider-Man 2? Because I I always assumed it was just a few months. I always thought it was a year. But I don't know if it was ever...
0: I assumed it was, like, the first one. It was, like, real time. Like, a couple years have passed by.
2: So Harry waited three years to enact his revenge after being given all the resources that he needed
0: to do it. I assume... The,
2: I, I, I think it's supposed to be just a few months. I, I think the, what Well, what the is.
0: way I looked, it still makes sense with me with the Harry thing is because he's not psychotic to the level that his father was. Like, well, he's yeah. not... Like, he doesn't have the split personality of that. I assume this D-grade student in, from a few years before... Worked on the formula a little bit more to maintain his sanity. Like it, it it drove him a little crazier, but not to the split personality level his father had. So I can buy a few years have gone by. Well,
2: so Harry Osborne, while he was driving Oscorp from the Chapter 11, was also in his spare time redesigning the Goblin formula that Norman and Mendelstrom could not figure out so it would not turn him insane and give him a heart attack when he. First
0: well, he went back to formula. <laughs> by the <laughs> way. But, Barry is a very busy man but I think Bernard had to like revive him oh my god sir <laughs> and he still he he, think, Bernard? He, he 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 still he still says back to formula Bernard looks wait what you got do even know what
2: I'm
1: talking
0: about sorry Bernard I know you were my true father all this time could you imagine if that was like also to add another plot point they revealed Bernard was his father like just Add another subplot. Also, the, some pedestrians are going to have a real bad time in about 10 <laughs> seconds.
1: Well, I will say, I think this is the best action scene in the film. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, this is a great scene.
0: Yeah, we're like, what, how many minutes in? Like, 15 minutes in, and the best part of the movie has just happened.
2: Well, and I think, the you know, like, it's not just the effects are right here to play, but you're also emotionally invested in the state of these two characters, yeah. the relationship, and it's also very the use of, like, the powers and how they're swinging around the city and all the goblin gadgets are very imaginative. This shot here, too, because now you're tracking the ring and that because you're investing in that.
1: Peter has yeah. a goal to get to. I remember in the theater, people gasped from that when he when he lost the ring.
0: Now, could you imagine if he lost it, Aunt May would be like, oh, you proposed for a different ring. Did you lose it? That worked so hard to get it.
1: Well, that's another thing I don't think we talked about as much in the other two, just the creativity in the action scenes. We talked about
2: not just stuff exploding. There's a real creative use of the powers. Even like they're like swinging through the um, or him flying through the pipes and everything. It's very cool visual.
1: You can track all the characters. You know what they're doing. You know what their intention is.
3: Uh.
2: Harry wants to kill Peter. Peter wants to not get killed by Harry. But he also doesn't want Yeah. It's very slow, and it's more focused on the brutality of it instead of the, uh, the creativeness of how those two characters would combat one another.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, also, in the three years, he had to create the glowing green sword.
2: That was a, that was a Mendelstrom prototype.
0: You know, I think we're giving too much credit to Metal, Mendelstrom. You know, if he was smarter, why wouldn't he see any dead?
2: No, he was the robot.
0: I do like that joke where he's like, oh, I hate these
3: things. (laughs) And you get
0: it. Also, just imagine someone just, like, looking out their window in one of these apartments just seeing this fly (laughs) by. Just be like, man, I should not drink before bed. This
2: does not seem like something.
0: again what do you think you know going back to my joke in the last one you know do you think bush got briefed about this as well <laughs> we're, we're talking about like the war in iraq now it's like oh yeah there's like a new green goblin also
2: a malicious alien intelligence landed on earth oh, oh coming up you can
1: see when he kneels down you can see the set it's like a like a carpet set. or a carpet. something yeah you can see it fold when he I think it's when he lifts Harry
0: up. yeah like he picked part of the carpeting up with him
1: yeah watch his uh watch his left foot
2: we're all just watching <laughs>
1: yep there
0: it is yeah <laughs> <yep. laughs> all right time to go well we will
2: staple that carpet down
0: We've all had a very good run. We're done with the commentary. Not even just this track. We're just stopping the commentaries in general. We have hoped you enjoyed the, like, what, nine now?
1: Remember the Comic-Con trailer for this movie? So I never saw that until after the
2: movie came out, the leaked one. Oh, yeah.
0: I don't remember any advertising for this movie. That
2: was, like, unfinished. Oh, hey, Captain Stacy.
1: I thought going into this, Captain Stacey would be killed by Sandman or something, which factored into my Spider-Man 3 screenplay that I wrote when I was 14. Can
0: you tell us more information about that?
1: Yeah. Do, do we want to go into it now? You
0: know what? Sure. Oh, well, well, after this powerful scene, like the last really good scene yeah, in this the, movie. The, sure, okay. Yeah, this is like the best scene, I think, completely. All right. I'll, I'll
2: get my... Uh, so, punching the dog is Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> yeah.
0: One also. To
2: sell the credibility of this character.
0: And show that he is kind of a bad guy, because so far all we've seen is a caring father. Like, we've gotten the implication, like, okay, yeah, you were in jail. You may have killed someone, hint. But, yeah, so far we haven't seen him doing really anything that bad. He can take care of himself. Yeah.
2: Okay, I gotta admit, I love this set and this whole thing here. Yeah. Sandman just falls into, like, a weird nuclear sand experiment. Just in the like, outskirts very, of New York City. That's very 1960s. Because, like, the original Sandman's origin was, like, he was just lying on a beach that they were doing a nuclear test on outside of, like, New York City. <laughs> and it turned him into, like, a sand you know a sand monster. And this is in that vein without having to launch a nuclear device somewhere on um, the shore of Manhattan.
0: Well, yeah, it goes to show, like, the um, evolution of what we um... – think with science like how it was Peter was in the original comics and iterations bit by a radioactive spider same with that where it turned into a genetically modified spider and silicone sand testing now, they don't really get too much into what this is but yeah it's like it just shows like the difference in our um how we view like science no we don't care nearly as much about atomic power as you know early 60s, late 50s, people would. And now it's, oh, it's genetic modification.
2: This isn't genetic modification. Well, I I meant with, like, the
0: spider, and they're a little nebulous with this one. This is
2: a weird midnight sand experiment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they don't explain what this was experimenting. I like how the cops were able to run right up to this test as well. Could you imagine if a few of them tripped in there as well and turned into, like, a jackal hide um, thing? All right, now, if you want to. Oh, no,
1: after the birth of the scene. Actually, looking at, like, my beat sheet when I was 14, I actually oh got, like, the third act pretty much spot on. Hold on. I'm gonna, i i got to read this. You're going to have to
0: email this to me so I can put this up on the screen. <laughs> Oh, amnesia! Of course. <laughs> too bad this wasn't the. Yeah, actually, it's pretty accurate. Too bad this wasn't the doctor from the second one, the one wearing the Grateful Dead shirt. Uh, yeah, he was.
2: He was off at Burning Man or something like that at this
0: point. He's got amnesia. It'll be fine. Jesus, it really was spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: and this, is, this is the scene where Harry gets removed from the plot for the next.
1: <laughs> you know, I kind of reminds me of Commissioner Gordon in Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> he gets injured in the first act. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: what do you know what else it reminds me of? It reminds me of Electro. have so much going on that they need to do something to keep him out of the way to focus on other stuff what
0: well, it also goes but into there's a,
2: there's a little bit more going on here where we see the humanity of harry yeah. and we see his good side that we wanted to get back to yeah in a natural way not in a goblin glider amnesia relatedness
1: yeah i mean this is so forced but at least you can track the arc at least yeah there's yeah. there's a semblance of a character arc. it's not i wouldn't say the best creative choice but can't say that for the Amazing too.
0: So. Well, it's a little bit better than, um, because you, you saying that reminded me of like those monster mashup movies from like the Universal did, like in the 40s, like House of Frankenstein and House of Dracula, where they couldn't really juggle all the monsters being on screen at the same time. Like the first one, literally, like Frankenstein and Wolfman aren't involved at all. The first like third of the movie is just like Dracula on a weird side plot gets killed off and then he's gone after like minute 25 and not in the rest of the movie and then we can bring the Wolfman and Frankenstein in. It's actually not a
2: bad comparison. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Those movies are great by the way if you want to watch them they're like 55 minutes or like an hour and five minutes they're very short you could tell they were making those things in like four days and Lon Chaney Jr. was being tortured. It's great.
2: (laughs) Now we're on the scene Huh? This is Spider. This is like Spider-Man Two level quality.
1: This is a kernel of what could have been if Sam Raimi was just left alone. I,
2: this is like a, a short film unto itself. It's so great. Right? Yeah.
0: I cannot imagine like the early two thousands like CGI like doing each fucking grain of sand. How much computer power this took? Well, well that's why they had to.
1: That's why they had to
2: wait for a while because they didn't quite have
1: the technology yet for for Sam
2: and... Yeah, they had to develop new computer programs and yeah. technology to pull this
0: off. It's really yeah, incredible. Yeah, well that's the like you hear that often credit like that being given to like Pixar when you keep hearing like, oh, every time like yeah, you know, when they did Monster Sync they had to create a new technology for, you know, like Sully's fur and shit like that. That's like again giving respect to Spider Man three. It's like this is truly beautiful. And I can't, like it it's a shame you don't see like CG like this used for other things. Like you didn't really see in the new far, Spider-Man Far From Home when they had like the various monsters. Like, I don't think it looked nearly as good as this. Like This still, I think, looks fantastic. I mean, in
1: terms of the quality, I, I, I'd say they're comparable. I, just I, think, I mean, apples and oranges in a, in a way. I mean, in a
0: beautiful sense, at least. Oh, like, uh, yeah. The way it's used, I should say. What's great about this is
1: just its attention to character and
0: there's no dialogue, but you could feel what he's feeling. Well,
1: let's mention the score, too, by Christopher Young. That, that communicates everything, really. Yeah. I mean, this is, like, what great great movie making does.
0: But the police are coming for us for bad nothing, Spider-Man 3. Good. J- Jacob called them in.
1: Yeah, just a little, little nice moment there. Where he, it's just, it's him. Yeah. He doesn't have quite a... The hang of his power yet, and they're doing using that uh, with his with his daughter. Yeah, it's a character moment as well as being expository. Moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, show don't tell, kids.
2: I really like how most of Sandman's story is told visually. You, know, you get like the basics at the beginning with his daughter, and then like all this origin stuff is basically done without a single word.
1: Well, yeah. I remember um, Sam Raimi when, when making this movie Thomas Hayden Shirts said Sam Raimi gave him uh, the story about the, the golem that's kind of what was the inspiration behind this character a little bit of Boris Karloff Frankenstein monster right here I always felt yeah yeah
2: you can see that Thomas Hayden
1: This is another problem I had with the movie, where he's still in the same apartment.
0: Yeah,
2: it's probably because they wanted to keep those those characters with uh, Dickovich and Ursula, and kind of keep that element the audience was familiar with. It kind of clashes with where he is in life. Exactly.
0: Yeah, kind of want to
1: have their cake and eat it too. But if if this if, he, if he's on the up and up, he should be in a nicer apartment. He should, maybe he should even he be even living off Google anymore. Yeah. Maybe maybe he gets a job with Dr. Connors like a assist, like a lab assistant job he's doing pretty well
2: and then something he quits and jameson would, you know he would be like you can't quit you're fired yeah,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> and Then maybe jameson tries to take pictures of scratch <laughs> he's like so
1: desperate.
0: it's like this scene in the um the climax with him with the camera yeah. But no, you could have done that and he still like interacts with the bugle like when he when well, we we're getting ahead of ourselves when he sees like Eddie doing it.
2: I like this line because it implies that there's been more than one conversation involving the horse metal. <laughs> like, Give me the horse thing.
0: You know, he wasn't Seabiscuit, he became an expert. Oh god, I didn't even make that
1: connection. <laughs>
0: Yes, oh. I was actually talking about um, the wizard because he was in that
2: half the conflict in this movie would be fixed if Peter could just read the room
1: better that's the thing too like, like we were going back to him quitting the Daily Bugle that kind of goes into maybe his maybe his arrogance too a little bit thinks he could quit and do that to Jameson this guy yeah, kind of gave absolutely. him a chance but he's also on the up and up at the same time I mean, kind of like a nuanced look at that
0: yeah Okay I would have just loved, like, one of his neighbors, like, on a different balcony, like, to the left, like, looking over, like, did Spider-Man just jump out of Peter's apartment? Like, Mr. Dickinovich is yeah, just like,
2: Here's, here's the, the scene where they remind you that there's a vicious alien monster that.
0: has been so hiding in his alive. apartment for, like, two days. I don't think he
2: gets the
1: symbiote on him until, like, an hour into the movie. It's just hanging in the apartment, I guess.
3: Yeah.
0: Now, my favorite part about this movie comes from the commentary for the scene when Bryce Dallas Howard talks about the photographer, and this is, like, apparently a magician who was her performed at her birthday party when she was a kid. I don't know why that's stuck with me for so many years. Oh, this guy? Yeah, like, it's like he doesn't look dramatically older than her either, so it's like, what, was he, like, a 14-year-old magician?
1: I think he was in Crossing D-
0: yeah, I believe he was in um, the movie. I think it's called Dead End. It was it's like a really like weird indie um, horror movie with Ray Weiss, hmm. and it's um a very well done movie.
1: Okay, this is the first time we see Spider Man in the movie.
0: Yeah, well, I've other than the opening the credits. Trailer, oh, yeah. Being
1: like amazed by how big this was in terms of scope. Well, in the teaser trailer, I remember there's a shot. There's a shot coming up when he's falling down the building and trying to catch Gwen. In the teaser trailer, it's... Remember that there's, like, chunks of the building following you. It's, like, a brick building, but here they replace it with the glass.
3: Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah. That's what I thought, like, really. just judging by these, t- these trailers and everything. I thought this was going to be, like, the return of the king of, like, superhero movies. Because yeah. we had never gotten to this point with kind of, like movies, I don't think. Just with this consistent vision behind it. And yeah. just being so invested where I really thought this was going to be, like, an epic film.
0: Yeah, I mean...
2: In terms of size, this is pretty for first day. it's less seems less so now in context.
0: Um but there, because there's no sky beam.
2: There's no sky beam.
3: Yeah, there's no
0: alien invasion. I mean it feels very realistic. Like I mean, I'm not to bring the mood down. but i mean like very 9/11 like imagery with like the papers falling, you just like see just standard cops. This isn't like Avenger style like, "Oh, aliens are flying." It's like there's just like a I don't think too too realistic accident that could happen, but like it feels a lot more grounded, and I'm that's why. What...
2: That when crafting this fun opening scene with Spider, not opening scene, but early scene with Spider-Man saving the day from a crane that's out of control, Sam Raimi told the visual effects crew, "I want you to look at some 9/11 footage for comparison." Well, that was made of steel, potentially. that, that, well, that might have actually been. I, I this, just, this is just like a fun Spider-Man scene that was done on a bigger scope than previously attempted. Yeah, it's a, well, it, it, Where just, Spider-Man that's saves a single girl and everybody else is kinda left dead.
0: The, <laughs> the 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 magician is dead.
2: He's stays in graces with the, uh, the police chief. Well, it, this scene's a good
1: illustration of how how he's doing well with Spider-Man too. So you just happen to get that very comic booky heroic Spider-Man scene.
0: I always found it very weird though that they decided to like because obviously Bryce Dallas Howard is like a blonde, but um they wanted to have the Gwen Stacy look of her being blonde that they went almost like bleach blonde like she feels like like almost like felicia Hardy like level blonde or me, black cat level blonde I mean yeah
1: it's ironic I think in another world I mean shit, I think To Grace good?
0: goes back to why I was saying that I was an idiot and thought, when I saw the first trailer for the 1st part, I was like, oh, it's Topher Grace. Oh, okay. Well,
1: and then I think Bryce Dallas Howard could have made a great MJ, too, because yep. she's a natural redhead. I
0: mean, she's good in this with what little they give her character. Yeah.
1: I, I, I really thought it was her inclusion like, they were going to do like, the death of Captain Stacy, too. Yeah. I thought Sam May would be responsible for his death, and she would
2: blame him for it. He's there to provide more tension between him and MJ. Who? Captain Stacy? Oh, um, back to wild antics at the Daily Viewer.
0: I like. Also, this is when Elizabeth Banks had to be getting more and more famous. that's like her inclusion is getting like less and less in these. Like,
1: Yeah, you know, I remember she said that before the fourth one, she's like, "I'm not going to be in it unless I, I don't have something bigger to do." It's like, yeah, I don't really blame her because yeah. her career, she was her career was picking up and everything, and she. Not going to play the secretary again. They would have had to bring in Gloria Grant. I think. I mean, maybe she was hoping
2: they'd bring in Molten Man if you wanted to do something with with Betty Brant. Actually, that was Liz Allen.
1: Was it Liz Allen?
2: Liz yeah, Liz Allen was the Molten Man's like cousin. I oh, I thought it was, I yeah. think it was Betty Brant.
1: She um, Betty well, she Brand. was
0: like in love with like one of the other Spider villains. So I think that's where you're getting confused because she blamed Spider Man for his death. Well, let me
2: clarify things here. So. Betty Brant married Ned Leeds, who oh, was revealed to okay. be the original Hobgoblin okay. however it was later revealed that he was not the original Hobgoblin but was actually just drugged dressed up in a Hobgoblin costume and put in a gang where they shot him and killed him by the real Hobgoblin who was a fashion designer that nobody knew there Jesus now that that's cleared up let's get back to the movie
0: it is also very weird watching this you know that she's like the ma- one of the main characters in the 60s Spiders Man, Spider-Man. Maybe that's why she signed on. She's like, oh, I'm going to be Betty Brant. I remember that character being big in the 60s cartoon. She didn't read the script at all. I don't
2: think she did. I think it was just
1: a gig for no,
0: her. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I know. I'm joking. I don't yeah. think
2: Elizabeth Banks was voraciously watching the 60s <laughs> Spider-Man
0: show. That was the joke. Um, well, let's talk yeah.
2: about
1: uh, <laughs> Topa Grace as Eddie Brock. I, I think he's great in the movie.
0: He's no Tom Hardy.
1: Well, I think he was better than John yeah, no, Eddie yeah, because okay. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. let's face it, Eddie Brock in the comics when he was first introduced was not that interesting of a character. He was just he had this prototypical '90s built like a shit brick house look to him. There wasn't there just wasn't much depth to him. But I think what this movie, what they were thematically trying to do, was make Peter like his,
0: uh, his opposite, his, doppel- his doppelganger. D- I know
1: that was that was something they were oh yeah, they, doppelganger. I was talked about too in this movie, and it's. It's more interesting in this than in the comics, I will say. Instead of him being this bodybuilder, he feels
2: like a real person. It's all design with Venom in the comics, at least initially. He's like a very straightforward, sort of pathetic antagonist character in the original comics. He's basically angry at Spider-Man for some off-screen thing, this off-screen slight that essentially supposedly happened. And here, he's given sort of a, a... a parallel story to Peter. He's essentially like Peter if he didn't act responsibly.
0: Yeah. Well, I initially thought um, I don't know how because I'm sure it was in, he was in the trailers at least as Venom or Venom was in the trailers. That I thought like initially that they were setting up. I had a little, I guess, hope for this movie that they were we weren't going to see Venom. Like when you see him turn into Venom later in the movie, that that was going to be the end of it. That was like the equivalent to Spider-Man Two when they have. You know, Harry find the layer like, it was setting up for a fourth one. I didn't think they were going to cram them in, but...
2: I like that they told Yeah.
0: That, yeah.
2: Same reason new do that is, yeah.
0: again... I mean, kind of Corey... did with Harry, though, in the previous one. You know, we didn't get the new goblin until this, though.
1: That, you're right. But that, at least, was a culmination of Harry's arc of becoming his own man. With this one, it's the culmination of Peter having to, like, face his own demon. I
2: mean, yeah, Venom is a very literal version of the hero turns evil. You know, yeah turns evil and then faces an evil version of himself which is funny because in the comics the symbiote didn't actually turn peter evil it just made him tired mm-hmm. it but, sucked like the life out of him basically yeah, yeah. but he it has got like a five o'clock shadow mm-hmm. and it was that 90s show actually that kind of made it into what it is now mm-hmm. spider man animated series yeah. which is still probably the best iteration yeah story yeah
0: I, yeah I would agree but i like how we just passed by like peter giving him his old basketball because if there's anything that any impression i got from the first movie of spider-man is that peter parker loved playing basketball that's what i i think first movie spider-man loved playing basketball and
2: they played with uncle ben uncle ben had to
0: teach him <laughs> you could just see there's tear stains in the ball from <laughs> peter fighting it and crying yeah.
2: I, I like it it's like a friendship thing it has a
1: little more dimension no, I, I i get like, it it just it
0: feels a little like oh my God. Yeah. I,
2: Whatever happened to that picture? I imagine it got destroyed during <laughs> the production, like everything else.
0: Like all of our hopes and dreams. <laughs> <Jacobs> or it's in Jacob's room as
1: we speak. Yeah. I love James Franco's face here. Right here. <laughs> oh
0: god, <laughs> that's the thumbnail.
1: <laughs> yeah, like <we're laughs> this is when James Franco becomes less Harry Osborne and just like James Franco.
2: Dude, this is sort of. Really, for his career, I always felt like it it diverged here, from normal actor to weird personality.
1: it oh. well, happens to work
2: because he's like this former amnesiac. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe kind of
1: works. Justified. So well, you know, Flyboys
0: didn't do too well. You know, he knew he saw like where the train was going. He's like, I gotta do it.
2: Apparently, he really doesn't like these Spider-Man movies. Not just this one, but like he's not a big fan of the series in general. I mean, he
0: didn't get to he's really just... do much real acting like so he's, he's like looking as like an actor it's like you know he had some good moments but like he's like a side character in the first one a little bit given more in the second one but I could see where he's like I can really get to do much well,
2: I, I have to politely push back a little bit and say I think he was given a lot to do and these are good movies um, your mileage may vary on this one I think it's just something with him where he's just not passionate about this material maybe so you see interviews with him where he talks about it just, like, i he's very, like, vague about what movie he's talking about, but it's clearly meant to be this series, where he's like, I did these big budget movies in the 2000s that I just wasn't passionate about the material, and I shouldn't have done that, and it reads like he just, he doesn't care about, like, Spider-Man or any of these stories.
0: Okay, where you go? It
1: comes out more maybe just a personal fulfillment thing, he's just an artist, which I can
2: get, even if I think he's, you know, being a little ungrateful. Yeah. Or just, like, you know, I, I just, like. These are very—they're blockbuster Hollywood films, but these are the cream of the crop in terms of their genre. Yeah. So it's you know doesn't give them quite enough credit, but I I understand that it's it's more a personal taste thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is that a gift? Like, there's so many good gift moments in this movie. Sorry, we're just listening to this great dialogue. Is this
2: the only scene these two have together? Yes. I guess technically when he looks at her walking into the jazz club, that's a scene. (laughs) That's one, that's two shots.
0: This is the only only time they interact. Uh, Their their schedules just wouldn't allow it.
2: There was uh, that deleted scene where he goes to the the Stacy house, right? Yeah. No, she's not, I don't know if she's actually in it. No, no, she's... Yeah.
1: I don't know in terms of filming, but in the novelization, she's looking at you know, Captain Stacy and Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Stacy and Eddie, from her from her window. Have you read the
2: novelization? I have not, but I've I read like the deleted stuff. Yeah, I know that scene exists, but I've never. You know, they haven't released it or anything.
0: Unfortunately.
2: Would you say this music sounds like Jacob the Sandman thing? Oh, it sounds like the. The music that plays when a fat guy comically
0: walks in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Now, you think if he can change everything, he would change his face, and this would have actually been very good for the movie because they wouldn't have had to pay Tom Sayton Church nearly as much. They could have just gotten a random guy.
1: Well, the fi- first picture of was the first picture I ever released for Spider Man 3 that came out in November of 05. Yeah. I remember that, yeah.
0: This is such a good scene, but I love – like someone pointed out um, to me, it's like, man, this cop is really over. Sells with the pitchfork. Like, he didn't know like, – he thought he was like to kill Flint and Marco, I guess.
2: Yeah, no, I've always wondered that. Like, okay, you see him. He's taking the, uh, the tarp off, and he comes over, and he has, like, a shovel. And yeah. you see he doesn't start digging out the sand. He, like, is about to, like, stab into the sand. I have to assume he doesn't believe that he has – Crazy scene tower. No, yeah, no. What, uh, what's the intent here? Like, ready, ready?
0: Abuse of power.
2: Like he was just gonna stab that.
1: He, he was just trying to dig it out for dramatic effect. Of course, again.
0: And that know, cop that. is paralyzed now. You, you don't see him moving again.
2: Making, making fun of this movie.
1: Yeah,
0: lovingly. Lovingly. But this is just so great.
1: The shot was in the teaser too when he comes yeah. up and oh god, it was. so cool. they, uh,
2: they used the Godzilla. roll.
1: Oh yeah.
0: yeah! Could you imagine if the caption actually just said Godzilla roar? Now I'm just having flashbacks to the um, Brendan Fraser mummy movies with like the sandstorm. But you know, this is better done with the effects at least. But again, that's going back to the effects. You can see from 1999 to this came out in, what, 07? Yeah. yeah, 07. So from 99 to 07, you could see how the sandstorm and the mummy looked compared to this, that they really got their shit down. Now, obviously they had to do a sand related thing for the mummy, you know, being set in Egypt, but I'm glad that they didn't do Sandman first and the original Spider-Man because like we said, they waited for the effects to be able to handle it.
2: Yeah. It would have looked like the mummy.
0: Yeah. And it was fine for its time, but this is obviously so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Just stone? He didn't even get (laughs) a real taste of the munchies. He's doing
2: this in Pineapple Express at the same time.
0: Well, this is all, like, really good before, like, he becomes malevolent and, like, becomes, like, a fucking um, Shakespearean villain, like, plotting, or, like, the fucking Count of Monte Cristo, making all these plans. Like, it goes a long way to show, like, that they're friends as well, which we really... Second one, you didn't see them interact really at all except the party scene. Yeah. And it's like it, – it's good going back to that. It's like, oh, yeah, they did date for a while. Like I, we go – like in our country for the first one, like we're not really sure the exact timeline for the majority of the movie. We obviously know it goes from them graduating high school to Thanksgiving-ish time. But it's like they dated for like a good several months. That this goes back to. It's like, oh yeah, they were friends. They cared about each other, and it goes a long way to set up for you know his ultimate death and making it. You you know that she cares for him as well. So I thought that was good moments like that, and then the really weird chubby chucker do the twist um, scene they have later together. I
2: how you refer to it as like Shakespearean plotting, it is just from like. <laughs> Chubby Checker's dancing to Ice, strike the heart of Mary Jane. I mean, it's like this complicated like intrigue to like destroy the relationship,
0: but, you know. I mean, just like, you know, he like gets her to break up. Like he could have just fucking killed Spider-Man. He's like, hey, Pete, come on over, let's hang out, and planted a fucking pumpkin bomb. But he, like, much like the original uh, goblin, goes for the hot Osborne. He went for his heart first.
3: Well,
2: I never liked her. Yeah, I I understand the character, sort of the character basis they're trying to do here, but it doesn't read and it's shot very similarly similarly to how it was in that original movie, and it's it always kind of takes me out of the
0: moment. Now, by the way, could you imagine? Because you see all those people going, the cloud just comes away, they're just gone.
1: Well, going back to the plotting, like you were saying, oh. it's it's less Shakespearean, more like of a soap opera. Yeah, which in there, in principle is not necessarily a bad thing because those early comics were is you know, so soap right. at times and even the first two movies to kind of play that up too but it's done correctly but here it's very <laughs> I'll get you to break up with me so we can we can be
2: together whatever.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of it's... plotting is he what really, I was meaning. You
0: yeah. really
2: didn't think to find out too much. I mean, we should probably wait until we get to that scene to talk too much about yeah. it, but it basically is just you break up with him or else mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> now, um, going into the making of this movie, I remember, like, watching, like, the special features, and I found, like, the making of this scene, like, very fascinating to, like, the point, like, when, you know, Peter punches through his chest. They got a person who was, like, an amputee, mm-hmm. f- you know, who didn't have a hand to be able to complete it. And it's, like, it's so simplistic, but it's it's great. Like, and, you know, it's, like, a thing It's like, you know, they could have easily done that digitally, but, like, it'll look better this way.
1: Yeah, I know. I remember no that I remember reading that I think in the Wizard magazine. Yeah, I remember yeah. that too. And actually,
0: I remember in the I had a Wizard magazine which was theorizing um, who because they announced like that Topher Grace and um, Thomas Hayden Church were in it, but I guess they hadn't revealed yet who they were playing. It was like, who is it? Is he him? Is it him? Is it him? And they like, had like a poll like, who do you think they're playing? And like like Venom was high up there on like the voting list for um Topher Grace Mm -hmm. but a lot of people thought he was gonna play Electro and they're like they're showing like the Electro mask like superimposed over Topher Grace like really badly I remember I
1: do remember when he was first cast that I I did think Eddie Brock yeah and then Tom Hatton Church Sandman because he just looked like him
0: I couldn't see any other like film for him and maybe Craven I guess just from the size but oh my god now I want to see that yeah um I want to hunt the spider. But like, his low voice. but that's the thing, like, that that's like a stretch for it. I can't like, he's perfect as Sandman. No, he's, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, I remember the rumor was that the chameleon was the main villain and Thomas Hayden Church and Topher Grace were. were
3: Just his were, were disguises. Like yeah. yeah. Two different
1: disguises. One was like, one was Topher Grace and he was like wooing Mary Jane or something like that.
0: Oh God. I don't know if that would have been better or worse than what we got. I mean, it's kind of clever, but...
1: Yeah,
2: clever. yeah okay. I'll, I'll buy that.
1: That That is kind of cool, but... Eh, it's just a, mm. I would love to see the chameleon in a Spider-Man movie one
2: day. I think that that could be great.
1: Well,
0: hey, we it's, got the hints, potentially, that it was in Homecoming, or far, far From Home.
2: Yeah. I think that was intentionally put in
0: there. Yeah. Now, I feel like, in reality, everyone would be like, we saw half of Spider-Man's face. Does anyone know who this kid is? <laughs> oh, here's the... Um, Theodore Usher getting his ultimate desire to be a snooty waiter.
2: Yeah, this is Bruce Campbell's role escalating in his films. This scene played, plays great, though.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: in The Theater 2 got a great reaction. I think this scene is hilarious. Though I always do think of what Roger Bieber said about it, where he was like, it says something about your movie when one of its most emotional moments is upstaged by Bruce Campbell. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a bit out of place, but in a good way that I don't mind that it's out of place because we get more Bruce Campbell. Again, going back to my love of the video games, they did the same thing where they just kept giving Bruce Campbell more and more and more to do, and I love it. More Bruce Campbell, please. But now I should talk about the it's third PlayStation of, game for
2: this. Well, I was going to say, it's one of those things where they probably took a lot of footage of him and just got attached
1: to it and they put it in here, but it really is very funny. Yeah. At least it, it, it all revolves that. around P- Peter trying to... Proposed to to MJ and just him being an arrogant little prick and not realizing her problems like this is just this is just kind of like the, the the window dressing yeah yeah to hang his hat on
0: yeah and... Now I wonder if you could do this in a fancy restaurant in New York for free, or they would charge the ever-loving shit out of you to do this. You know, they probably charge it.
1: Yeah, I think only because Bruce. Can't. I like the thing that <laughs> this is like the rest. <laughs> Bruce Campbell played the same character, but he just he just had all these gigs over the years. And now he just he's he pretended to be a Frenchman to work at this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fake. Yeah, that's great.
0: Or it's just um, connecting all the Raimi movies. It's Dark Man because remember at the end of Dark Man, yeah. he puts the mask on and it's Bruce Campbell. So
1: maybe, maybe Bruce Campbell's Dark Man. <laughs> that's why he takes such an affinity to because
0: he can sense the hero. superhero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that pissed that's me it. off. This Dark Man sequels so didn't have him as the star. I, yeah, I
2: was just gonna say that's a very. That get in there?
0: yeah,
2: these
1: movies do a great job, all three of just us reminding how much of a geek he is.
0: Oh, yeah, that's
2: why it always frustrated me when people uh criticize him for seeming corny or awkward in these movies, and that's what they're going for, yeah. And he's so good at it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You can definitely buy like this is someone that's getting like beaten up, and like, no disrespect to the other Spider Men's. But like, I really feel like he's like the geekiest. Like Tom, that Tom Holland and and um, Andrew Garfield would not hang out with him. Like they, their Peter Parkers would have been too cool for him. Yeah, you
3: know, they're, they're, t- very, they're very different
0: kinds. Yeah. Of,
2: uh, nerdy or geeky, you know. Well,
0: yeah, it, Tom, but Tom Holland, I think he's a little been, more. Yeah, it's time to maybe change with the whole yeah. perception
2: of like nerds and geeks.
1: But the, the point is, they've retained his his nerdiness in terms. of Yeah. Experience. Well, and that's
0: what you see with, like, you know, how Flash Thompson has changed from, like, just... He's no longer the big big jock bully in those ones. He's, like, the snarky, like, smart douchebag guy in those ones, so... It, it does, yeah. yeah.
2: It speaks to how the culture has changed in yeah. that regard. Yeah, you know,
1: 21 Jump Street kind of
2: That's the it. one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the one that really called it. The, how the, the jock geek mentality really isn't a thing anymore. I mean, it probably still is in high school.
1: not in the 1960s sense no yeah. but as long as there's high school and tribalism there will always be those kinds, oh, yeah. especially teenagers trying to fit in there will always be that
0: well and that's where I think it, with the Andrew Garfield one you see like where he was it could be like snarky as well as like Peter Parker where that's like that goes into challenging the jocks a little bit where right, in
1: the first in the amazing spider-man
0: where he's like well I'm like, like what I'm saying is, like, with the bullies, like, we go back to how, like, you know, it's not nearly as prevalent of the the 60s blockhead jock that it goes back to, like, with the new Flash Thompson, that he's, like, a snarky asshole. He still has the, oh, I'm better than you, you're less cool than I am yeah. mentality, where, you know, they were holding on, and obviously you'll still have jock assholes bullying nerdy kids, but... Yeah, you, know, you see how it transitioned from 2002 to 2000 like 16, 17.
1: Yeah, as long as he's a bully, yeah, that's that's the important thing. kind of the definition idea of a bully has changed too.
0: Yeah, that's a loaded question, MJ. Also, Bruce Campbell's right. <laughs> Bruce Campbell's right behind him. Be like, wait, what about Spider-Man I'm or just, Peter Parker kissing? Keep
3: it fucking <laughs>
0: No one else in this restaurant's talking. They're all just moving their mouths silently.
2: Why would I want to push you away? I love you.
0: Wonder if that's foreshadowing for a scene later on.
1: Um, what well, should say? Why would I want to beat you?
0: <laughs> I like this. Bruce scale getting so excited.
2: Really, their relationship—if I had to like define it—basically like no, it's basically like one of them's in a really bad mood other one comes over in a good mood and that causes a fight and then (laughs) the other one's in a bad mood and then the first one comes back in a good mood and that causes a fight and basically they just can't find any common ground
0: if if, if both of them were just on prozac all their problems would be fixed
2: (laughs) that's a good
1: observation (laughs) yeah Yeah. because we haven't watched this movie as many
2: times as you jacob no i I watched this uh you you know once once a
0: I also usually try to be drunk while watching these. Watching this. Could you imagine she never fixed her um, like answering machine, so it just still cuts to like the green goblins and gets Spidey come out to play?
2: <laughs> that answering machine is just loading computers off their apologies. <laughs>
0: She just takes the cassette tape out, labels it, and Peter's Weird Apologies, Volume 57, just tosses it in the box.
1: Well, shit, you know, it could be a thing where maybe, like, Peter and MJ moved in with each other already. Maybe Peter's, like, apprehensive about it or something like that.
2: He doesn't want to make the full commitment. And they could have a, a new Kooky landlord it's,
1: it's
0: also Mr. Dickovich. <laughs> oh, I'm here.
2: I'm here. <laughs> Mr. I Dickovich is trying to woo him back.
0: No, he owns multiple buildings, but he can only afford to live at the shithole one. <laughs> He's like, rent prices are so reasonable.
2: I right, know you? Now we're getting to a subplot I legitimately think was a mistake. <laughs> exactly. uh, I, I like a lot of other stuff. Like, we'll get to it, but I like the dance like thing and the Saturday Night restaurant Strut and all that. I really like that stuff. This stuff is was a mistake.
0: Also, Thomas Hayden Church is apparently only five feet eleven, according to his mugshot. I feel like that's not true.
3: That's
0: I'm, lo- I'm looking it up, but no, I, I don't know how I feel about it, because I think it leads to very powerful, powerful scenes with um, you know, him and the whole thing of forgiveness. But yeah, I agree that like, you know, and we joked about in the first commentary track when he's like, "Did you give my uncle a chance?" What? no oh that was my partner <laughs> like that <laughs> wasn't me
2: we talked about in the spider-man 2 commentary track how they bring cliff robertson back for a classy emotional scene in that movie here they bring him back so thomas hayden church could like throw him on the curb and shoot him <laughs> for a very terrible retcon yeah as, and then
0: the one teardrop comes down his face as he dies
2: do you remember like when the step photos of the mm-hmm. down online because i i remember i was like What's that mean? We're not <laughs> going to say Sandman for a long time, right? And it was exactly what they did. The trailers even revealed it. That's like, we talk about how these movies understand the character of Spider Man, and that's a, a case where it just feels fundamentally wrong because it alters what that working story means to him. Yeah. I
0: get what they're trying to
2: do with binding them together with the theme, like what,
1: what you were saying, but it's very misguided and it's very forced.
0: Well, it's, it comes off as
1: forced, I think. By, by, just you know, incidentally,
2: it also makes Captain Stacy look a little incompetent, if you ask
0: me. Yeah, two things. One, Tom Stane Church is six feet tall, so I thought he was a lot taller. And two, I think like this is it's kind of trying to do what they did in the original Batman movie, where they're where where the Joker was retconned to be the killer of the parents. But I think that did it better. Like they they didn't need to have the visceral connection as much with the villains in this? No, not, not in this movie. Yeah. I think
1: in this movie it should have been... With Batman, it's more like you know the culmination of the theme of like kind of as, I think like you said, Jacob, it's like a monster movie where it's like a, I created you, you created me sort of yeah. thing. And like you don't really give a shit about that third act if, if the Joker didn't kill Batman's parents. Yeah. Otherwise, why do you care? And they were
0: also retconning the original comic book, not what the movie-verse had done. Like they're retconning not just the yeah. comics in this, they're retconning what they... These filmmakers themselves had already done.
2: Sure. Should have just had him, like, accidentally like, injure Aunt May at the Spider Man festival. Yeah. They were yeah. that personal. Training. I would even say that. She's, like, waiting in traffic in, like, the classic. When he's a giant Santa
0: Yeah, that could have been better.
3: Peter,
2: yeah. where are you? <laughs> could have given Rosemary Harris more to do instead of. Actually, she should she, make him feel guilty in a hospital bed. That's
3: actually, like she doesn't... Three
2: locations total. Well, the thing is, she already was in a hospital bed in the first
1: movie, so you don't want to repeat... I mean,
0: Just a doctor's office, like an outpatient? You gotta, gotta
1: pick
2: poison.
0: Yeah, I... Is she actually in any scenes where she's not in her apartment? She's at the funeral... She's maybe she's at the Peter. funeral scene? She's
1: in Peter's apartment.
0: She shows up at Peter's? Yeah. Okay, I can't was, remember.
2: you remember this movie?
0: Again, I was a drunk last I watched is, this.
2: She either shows up at the apartment or he comes to her.
0: Oh, okay. and the police station. Oh my police station. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm like they could they only get rosemary hairs? Could they only get rosemary hairs for one day? She was hot in demand. <laughs> <laughs> I like him just goo doing going on the internet <laughs> She was too busy doing the Peter Pan revival. God. Again, any neighbor looking at his window see wearing Spider-Man pajamas?
1: walked in on
2: one day just to be an intrusive
3: Rent! Like,
0: okay, okay. so the
2: symbiote is him. finally going to bond with him. Like a Are week later. This is basically just taking place over the course of one day. Because it, if that, I mean, I don't know what this no. is. Like, it didn't, did it wait in there for like, Several days, or has this just been the most eventful day of Peter? Parker? It's been
0: several days. Like, yeah. there's been parties. There's been fucking dinners. There's been like Mary Jane's had enough time to get shitty reviews to get fucking fired.
2: I just it, either way, that's a very suggestive uh, shot right there.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: either way, it, it's it's.
3: yeah
0: well that's <laughs> thing i would like i really wish they could have done like the venom like you know like the dream sequence he has like where the symbiote and like his old costume are like you know tugging at him like the cover reference i would have loved to see how sam raimi could have handled like a dream sequence like yeah. that mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah that would be cool i mean the thing is you would think that venom would be up rain his alley given his background in horror but it just different time Rainy right? was I mean,
0: you look at it. He was like in his late twenties, early thirties at the time. Yeah,
1: and And plus, let's face it, Venom was not that interesting of a character when he was created. So I don't blame Remy for not liking him because Venom is not that great of a. I mean, he's gotten a little
2: more interesting over the years, but I just didn't have like didn't know much about him until it was introduced to him, and didn't have a ton of passion for it.
0: Right, because he looked
2: kind of tried making it into his own thing, but was kind of held up from doing that, and just got kind of this. Sort of this this iteration, it didn't make
0: anybody happy except for me. Because you look at all the other villains, you know, you have like the original Green Goblin and Doc Ock, you know, are very well, and the Sandman are very well done. And those are all villains that are introduced like in the first dozen issues or 20 or so issues of um, Spider-Man. So it's like, yeah, those are the ones he grew up with versus, you know, yeah, being an adult. Now I have to say, even though the suit does look cool in black, I kind of reg- reg- resent they didn't do the comic version where it's all sleek black with the white wrap would I thought it would have been pretty cool to see done like in the real world, which we haven't seen live action yet.
2: I was surprised they didn't do that as well, but this ended up growing on me. Yeah, There's a Like a
0: symbiote to- growing on you. What? Like a symbiote growing on you. Oh,
2: no, symbiotes don't is a CGI effect. Oh. Um no, it's uh it, it gives a texture to it. Yeah I think helps it pop out on the screen better, especially with the filmic look that this movie has. Yes. I think might be trying to say something about I guess the dark side of Peter too. It's it's
1: there is that normal part of him that we know but here's this thing that's stuck on him like a parasite. The dark side
2: would also have raised weather. Well, it's, it, just, it's just an anchor.
1: It's just a nice thing for us to remind
2: us. Like, yeah. it, you know, it, it's not... I like this whole thing where he keeps it in the box locked up, too. I, I think that's sort of a, a cool image that you shows know. the temptation
3: that it
0: provides. Yeah. Well, I like how it's interesting how... Because he was not wearing um, the Spider-Man costume. Wait, was he? I blank. Was yeah. he just wearing the Spider-Man costume when it crawled on him? Yeah. It, okay. yeah. yeah. It okay. kind of combined with the costume. Okay, because I was... I, Again, not remembering anything from 30 seconds before. It created a whole second costume for him. I will also say this is also coming up a very good fight scene between him and the Sandman in the um, subway. Very difficult level in the video game. Yeah,
1: Sandman's difficult in the
0: video game. I couldn't beat the game still.
2: The Venom, the last...
1: That, that
0: that's the one i can't beat
2: i didn't actually i didn't play the spider-man 3 game i think i tried it once but i never got a chance to play it, throw it.
0: well tune in for when we the three of us try and beat a 15 year old um video game <laughs> that was at the end of the ps2 lifespan too where like they were clearly putting more effort in like the playstation 3 version you
2: know what they did what they used to do back then was uh they would do two versions of the game they would do one for the 360 and one for Yeah. So it would always, you get all these Wii games that look like PS2 games, even though the Wii could do a little bit more than that, because they didn't want to make a whole other development team to pay and have to like put together a special version for the Wii.
0: Yeah, well that's why, the other game I think about that often with was the Ghostbusters video game that came around the same time um, as this, and it's, yeah, it's just literally the Wii game, and I've never been more disappointed to not have a PS3 for that game, and then the third Spider-Man, because... Have you you played it since? um i've i played the P- ps2 one still i still have it i have not ever upgraded a ps3 i still play ps2 games only <laughs> we'll do it later <laughs>
2: we'll cut this out real quick no. bring it over sometime we'll play
0: it okay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no that was a very difficult level though um now, one thing I never noticed until recently with this, when he's about to sand the Sandman's head against the train, which I think is a very—it shows how dark Spider-Man is because he has no idea that won't kill him. You can actually see one of the Sandman's teeth; you get, yeah. it's about to happen, fly out. I've never noticed that till it was right there.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because I listened to like some commentary on this before, where the producers were talking about, "Oh, we tried to have like Black Spider-Man swing more aggressively." Show he's evil have like aggressive spins and you watch it and it just looks the same it's like when we talk about the emotionality and the emotional state that you feel when you see him swinging in the previous two movies you needed more of that with the evil peter in this mm-hmm. yeah but you do feel it in this scene like when he's beaten on sandman you you are invested in the emotional state of the character and it feels like he's taking it too far
0: because yeah you don't he doesn't know that like this won't like not kill him like he's assuming that this is gonna kill him he
2: doesn't feel like he's just trying to subdue him he feels like he's trying to hurt
0: him yeah which he never did with any of the other villains he didn't actively try and kill green goblin he didn't actively try and kill doc ock there are sam raimi cuts there um yeah it's great but yeah i mean that was more that we should have gotten more of that with spider-man like it would have been great if we could could have seen some just like generic like robberies him him voiling also generic robberies where he's like beating the shit out of like even regular people like he's going well out of his um realm where like okay he never really has to do too much to stop your common bank robber where he's not like maybe like if they go a little dark like you you hear him like snap a guy's arm type thing to show like how this is like intensifying him because really other than putting his hair down until, like, the dance sequence where he beats the shit out of the bouncers and knocks Mary Jane down. He's not all that different other than just being a moody teenager.
2: Yeah, here's Mr. Yeah. Wow. He's so when Peter the snapped at the landlord. He's yeah. taking it too far now. It's like, okay,
1: why is he, just ask, why is he asking for rent-outs oh, because of the second movie? That's, yeah. That was the thing he said. I know it, it's here
2: to provide conflict, but could have been something else. I think yeah. it's more like Set up to show that Peter has turned evil. I, I don't think they're really. The red thing is more like an ongoing gag, I and mean, here it's just to provide set up to show how Peter's personality has changed. yeah. yeah. I just wish they could figure out a different
1: thing to, to instigate that.
0: They could have had like a much even just had a moment where he's like completely out of line with him where he's like being nice he's like oh how are you doing today peter and like you know being like a, him really fucking fly off the handle like oh i'd be doing better if you finally fix the damn door uh,
2: i don't mind it I, I get it that's like sort of if we're going to be honest that's mr dickovich's character in a nutshell at this point yeah but, but they gave him a little on him then you can do that and i A world where they could have done it more
1: creatively. Maybe Mr. Dickovich is like painting or something. <laughs> he's like on top of a ladder and
0: Peter walks by. I don't yeah. fucking know. Knocks, <laughs> some, knocks him down. <laughs> well, because <laughs> they, they, because they, well, they do expand a little bit with it um, by him saying he's a good boy. There's something must be wrong that like it is expanding Mr. Dickovich not being maybe, quite an asshole. Maybe
1: he wants Peter to be, go to get with his daughter and he's trying to get them to like, to go on a date Oh,
2: something like that.
0: Jake feels so passionate. He's knocking into the microphone.
2: The point is, we should talk over several more scenes discussing <laughs> the nuance of Mr. Dick <laughs> <laughs> i me bring up the scene that I wrote in my Spider-Man Look, three he's three like, He came over to give her good news, and she flips it around and just makes it about how he should feel guilty. <laughs> so just for everyone to know, I wrote
1: a Spider-Man 3 script when I was 14, like before the movie came out, because I was so excited. I, I plotted it just by all the behind the scenes and everything that I had heard into something that could resemble the script. And this is one of the scenes between Peter and May in her apartment, finding out about an accident happening at Oscorp. So they're, they're watching TV, and the action says, they hear an explosion coming from the TV. Peter, what happened there? May <laughs> oh, It's been on the news all day. Some explosion at one of Harry's smaller factories <laughs> along the coast. It was terrible. An estimated 200 dead. <laughs> and 30 <laughs> injured. Poor Harry. Lost a lot on that. Peter,
2: yeah. <laughs> That's my scene. This is basically Harry would also have to deal with being responsible for the death of 200 Jaws corpus.
0: They're going through chapter 11 and then that.
2: <laughs> they just like sitting down watching on TV. That's great. And the my, my script page is draft start June 3rd, 2006. So yeah, it was 14 when it was <laughs> Oh, we got a cell phone, people.
0: <laughs> it says Mr. Tikovich home, oh, Mr. Tikovich cell. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: when you first said That Mr. Dickovich should be painting uh, I thought you meant like oh In <laughs> like two seconds I got that But like when you first said painting The first image that came to mind Was like Mr. Dickovich like, doing like a hairy painting <laughs> <laughs> He's painting a self portrait Of himself <laughs> He's painting a picture of Ursula <laughs> <laughs>
1: To sell for a good price on
2: the street. <laughs> now, this is the Seinfeld moment. You're like lap in Yeah. It feels like out of a sitcom. Except like they forgot to put the joke in.
0: <laughs> Again, just murdered cell phones on her phone as well. Sean
2: Paxton was watching this. He's like, why did you include so much footage of this here? I like to think that. <laughs> John Paxton wasn't told his his place in the plot till much later in the production. He didn't read the script. Oh, and here's... here's okay, here we go. This is what it happens when you expand on this ridiculous Yeah. Pitch. I
0: also like, think John Paxton didn't know he was in the superhero movie. He just thinks like, he's in like, a family drama.
2: Yeah. I, honestly, it might have been a last-minute thing with John Paxton where they just came up to him and were like, you know, oh, we got to reshoot it. And we just decided the butler tells her everything. What... What's Ursula doing in the background? I
1: think she's mixing. She's making cookies.
0: That, yeah, that for shadowing. To... Well, that's like the joke that people. Oh, she like all shadowing? she does is bake.
2: Maybe I should say setup. Oh, it's set up. <laughs> well, <laughs> get credit words too. Well, she does like to make cookies. Yeah. Her, and that in the last movie. Yeah, she's stirring uh, batter. She I, I to do like the stir batter. <laughs> I like Jesus. this ending thing. It's like such a weird little character beat, but it. it, it actually
0: it works but i looked it up and um we talked about in the last commentary if she's done anything i didn't mention it to them in between no she has not done anything of note since this so Uh she's done a few sporadic episodes and movies but never as the main character Mm. so she's working she's honest yeah i
2: like
0: He should have ended up with her instead. Like, could you imagine if they killed Mary Jane and like it, and the happy ending is with like him and her visiting her grave and then like just like you see she's pregnant. Jesus Christ!
2: And this is the scene where it's it's it, yeah, his Sony, his Sony sound system to turn on the music. It, this feels like an ad for like a
0: Sony. It does.
3: Music. I
1: mean, at least it's fun. It's rainy, you know. Thanks to him. If it was anyone else, it would be. It, I think would
2: just be that. But here it's. It's kind of fun.
0: Again, it goes. At least you
2: like them, <laughs> <laughs> yeah? That, maybe that's a good way of summing it up. Like, it's kind of fun with the deep throated side.
0: Again, it goes back to what I was saying. Like, the, they—it's nice that they include scenes like this to remind you that they were friends and that they did date for like several months. Yeah. Oh yeah. To really set up, you know, his turn of I want you to break up with Peter to hurt him.
2: It's like, like <laughs> making like the eggs and like.
0: Yeah, how you invite your like friends. It's
2: advertisement so. for a product that doesn't exist.
1: Well, you know, they're bonding. It's building up to the part when they when they kiss. So they make an omelette. I don't... I Bernard's, wish it was maybe
2: something else, but...
0: Bernard's yeah. going to have to clean that up.
2: Oh, shit. Well, this is what it's like when you read Jake's. Not... Sorry, let me rephrase that. I don't want to make it sound like I criticized your actual writing. Oh, I'm yeah, right. your, your your Spider-Man script from 2006. <laughs> Jake's actual writing is much much better than. No, it's all the it's script been... in this and the scene in general. So it's been downhill. I want to so clear the air. Here. Hey, well, this show is you know everyone starts got to start somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. you start with Spider-Man Three. <laughs> writing terrible scenes between Mary and Aunt <laughs> <laughs> The death toll of Harry's. Is
0: and by the way, did you get, like, what caused that? Like, the, the scene? Yeah, no, no, not the concept of you writing. I mean, what caused the explosion? Did you oh, think that far ahead? No, I just
1: needed some problem for Harry to have. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just something. It
0: wasn't like, oh, he becomes the goblin and it results in an explosion. No, it's just like, oh, something's got to happen. No, I
2: think it was just that. Oh, and okay, and here's where we see the, the quickest fall off the wagon ever.
0: <laughs> To, oh, that's it. Where's the maker's mark? That's <laughs> not maker's mark.
3: He
2: put it in a new bottle.
0: He put it in a fancy decanter to hide his alcoholism. Yeah, all right.
2: I guess he's evil again.
1: So when was Norman going to, you know, tell him? Should have been in the middle Norman Norman reminding him about a Benjamin. Shouldn't have been when he was making
2: the omelet. <laughs> he just had this flashback while he was doing that. <laughs> it really, again, we talk, you know. By the way, I like this flash. I don't want to be the guy, the, the tone guy being like it's not totally consistent. Sometimes I feel like that's when movies like this have fun, when they juxtapose their tones. Yeah. We just went from like chubby checkers <laughs> to like Shakespearean revenge <laughs> as, you know, it's The problem is it's not an intentional fun juxtaposition yeah. of tones. It's more we need to get to this point and we're having trouble corralling it all together. Do you remember there was like webisodes to the making of this
3: thing? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I had never heard the term webisode prior to that. So I'm like, oh, that's a clever pun I guess they created. It's like, oh no, they just took the name of something that already exists and then just used it
2: so was there also a uh, a webisode or not a webisode A uh, so was there also a easter egg on the DVD where Will Dafoe showed Topher Grace how to play down?
0: there should have been but I don't think so um. I
2: like being bad Peter it makes me
3: happy
0: now, I will say – we just talked briefly past it, but um, I'd like the – it shows, like, his insanity taking hold and his lust for revenge when it shows, like, the, in the flashback how he misremembers, like, when he's like, oh, my father died, right? And it just shows a completely different clip from that scene of Peter Happy saying, yeah, like, that he's, like, deliberately misremembering his own, his own, own events to justify his lust for, like, rage against him.
1: Um, what was peter was doing there was he doing homework i don't he's, know he's sitting in front of his blank computer no <laughs> oh, i've got the pictures developed there that's a nice little detail yeah i agree
0: God, where's his developing room and there's a one bedroom apartment
1: he's got he's probably got like a red light bulb he screws in
0: <laughs> just blacks out the window duct tapes the curtain shut <laughs> do, you, do you think if he hears something on the police scanner while he's mid-developing photos, he's like, I, I gotta fucking wait. <laughs> I can't ruin these photos. like okay. how so he says
1: penis.
0: You imagine them like this was like the scene of the Godfather. Like th- he looks up, it's the rowboat. Looks back, she's just been shot in the head. <laughs> like that's that's Harry's master plan just shoot her in it's front like of him.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, no master plan, just fucking execute MJ. <laughs>
3: The even the location the camera,
2: yeah it's like, just like his body
0: language too like he feels like like he's puffing out his chest like I don't know if that's a good thing yeah, like with the the dialogue, the
2: dialogue is like hello I'm Jay how are you doing there's something I need to tell you Pete I'm breaking up with you <laughs> it's good. like very basic straightforward sort of stuff why couldn't Harry just Try to kill Peter. Again.
1: Just
0: throw the gu- the pumpkin bomb on the bridge.
2: He's doing what his father said. Destroying the heart.
0: Exactly.
1: Okay. Could have been a little more interesting than making than a relationship And <laughs> I don't think that's no. what Willem Dafoe
2: meant. Like I said, Harry's master plan in this is holding MJ up at gunpoint and saying, you better break up with him or there's going to be problems.
0: Um.
2: Like, Because, like, you know, you, you even sit here, and I hate to get, like, all logical one on one on this, but like couldn't she just be like, Yeah, Harry's trying to force me to and Harry's not like prepared right now. He's standing over there in like street clothes, <laughs> like just kinda watching it. And she could have been like he's right over there. Like, <laughs> the the maybe, how I... right like, Isn't that
0: gonna... the how it should have ended, like do that like hey he wants me to break up with you. Go kick his ass. He's right over there.
2: He could have probably made the jump from the bridge over to Harry. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well, logic doesn't work in these movies.
2: It is. It's, it's like a past progressive, like, almost like a middle school move.
0: Yeah. And again, he could just have a gun here and just fucking shoot him. Like, when he's hes like, hey, Pete, what's that behind you? And just shoot him in the back of the head.
2: Well, again, he's, he's trying to break his heart. And so now the master stroke comes in where he says, oh, I'm the other guy. Could you have done something more interesting,
1: though, if that's what you're. Like, that's the problem. It's just the idea of. It's, it's almost as if, like, Kind of, it was like it's like plot blocking. Oh no, it could have been much more. Interesting. Okay, it, <laughs> just it, but it's like why not just go for the jugular and just kill him? Why it just feels like you're just delaying it. I, I get the I get what they are trying to do. It just should have just broken into Aunt May's apartment
2: and like you know done it again. <laughs> and snapped her neck. <laughs>
0: he's much more efficient than his father in this one like his ghost is like imagine like every time there's a reflective surface he sees Wilm Dafoe and he's just like oh, <laughs> he like, like you no, killed I mean, May he a
3: series.
0: Series. <laughs> yeah. so you you snapped May's neck yeah he told me to go for his heart you, you tried killing his aunt like I, I tried I, I, I didn't do it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've watched both this and Spider-Man 2 right in a row, and we're really crashing hard after that height of that movie. I've
2: actually never watched all three of them so close to each other before. Well, also, it's like, you know everything I just said for the last scene? Just replay it over (laughs) there. Because it's basically the same exact thoughts. Got the coffee shop and everything. (laughs) So everybody loves this scene with the the pie is so good. Oh, God, yeah. But my favorite thing is very stupid. It shows you how I've watched this movie too many times. It's when Harry disappears. The guy in the table left, looking at him and being
3: like,
2: "Yo, where'd that guy go?"
0: Or I guess it's like the middle. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> oh, when, <laughs> because he's looking. Because Harry just dove. Yeah. Cause, he's still there. I like because it's like and realistically, Harry just dove to the ground. Is like cr- crawling on the floor.
1: And the editor's is because isn't the scene moved? Oh,
2: uh, I think they think this whole, all the black stupid stuff is put in a different order. because mm-hmm. This is expanded on, because he goes back to the black suit, opens the closet, and it's actually interesting where you see the suit like moving. Mm, yeah, I remember
1: that. It's like moving very that.
2: subtly. Yeah, because that's what he's looking to here. He like, looks over to the closet, but it shows him open it, and um, it shows him open it, and the suit is breathing.
0: Oh, Okay. I remember they said in the commentary, like originally they would have like his, um, Franco referred to as like Gobets as like they were to like like everyone knew he was like the goblin, like there was gonna be like a bunch of beautiful women and he would be like wearing the goblin suit like kind of floating around through Wait, here. What are you talking about? <laughs> James Franco said like their original intention was that he was gonna have like a bunch of hanger on, like beautiful women in this room with him, like in this scene, and like they were gonna refer him as the gobets. So this proves this movie could have been a lot worse than what we got. And he was just going to be in the goblin uniform floating around and like the goblin stick in the scene going right into the fight. So I guess it would have been like Back to the Future 2 where he's like, okay, girls, you can leave. So the gobbets, I I love saying that, would have left and then the fight would have happened.
1: Are you sure that was a story thing or that was just a James Franco
2: idea?
0: (laughs) Sam Um, Raimi and them did not dispute it
2: interesting is the opening shot of this is different in the editor's cut too where instead of him being standing there he's like sitting almost like centrally on the couch mm-hmm. I, I think that it was funny when they announced the editor's cut because there was for years all these stories about like the deleted
0: scenes that oh there was the maker's the market movie. just smashed it's <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs>
2: really the end of the trilogy um, yeah and all these scenes about like you know we're, that they cut out of the movie and we're all like oh wow so is this going to be an expanded version with all the stuff that was missing Instead, it's even shorter than the normal version of the movie. Like, the editor, Bob Morawski must have just been like, oh no, the only better version of this movie is, is less one that does not take up as much of your time. Or include the burns. It's just funny because they do add
1: scenes in there and it's still shorter because they cut a bunch of stuff out. I, I can appreciate that. It's yeah. just the editor trying to just make make a better cut and just oh, do more instead of just making a bloated, extended well,
2: version. But to, to quote plankton from spongebob it's funny in a cosmic way. <laughs> well yeah, the, the ideal version of spider-man three according to people involved filmmakers was one that was not as long that took up less of your time
0: well it's like the um original like star wars and new hope like how that movie was saved by the editors like you know that's like there are a lot of scenes that they like l- cut out because it's just like there's no need of like these do not work in here But there was no editors save this movie at the time.
1: They did the best they could. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like I said, it was too many cooks. Yeah. And it reflects in the final product where there's a lot of different storylines with varying levels of passion attached to them.
0: Oh, I wish the action figures referred to him as Little Goblin (laughs) Junior. It's a good. Like, the parallel to, like, when the goblin bomb went off and, like, shredded his mask in the first one. Like that. Now, he could you imagine the
2: vaporizing skeleton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What Peter didn't? Well, I was about to... S- Peter didn't
0: that one. i was about to say could you imagine like if this was like house of frankenstein where they can't juggle the villains like that's actually how they get rid of um oh, <laughs> you know, James so they angry. vaporize them or the alternate version where he ducks it, it just flies through and you see Berners cleaning up and it incinerates him <laughs> that's where he gets even angrier it's like you killed my butler
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I like this shot too. How it zooms into the picture that he's putting up, and you see Peter's reflection He's within the black suit picture. Mm. Yeah. Also, I think this is no. It's the montage. I was going to say after the montage, that's our last scene in the Daily Bugle. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that barely even counts because it's like just it's just Betty. Like we're done with Jameson after. Oh no, Jameson's in the um, mm-hmm. climax, but we're done with Robbie after this sequence. We're gonna have to
2: print a retraction. Robbie's role in this is to say, Peter, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, Black suit, Spider-Man, and
0: Hoffman as well. Yeah,
2: Peter, these are incredible. I think Hoffman ended up having more lines. No, it's to say, what's going on?
0: Yeah, it's a shame because we talked about with in the second one like how like there's like the, the knowing glance he shares with Peter and like how he's like going up to bat for Spider-Man like when Jameson's like giving him with the headlines like I got it, I got it. it's like they really did like downplay Robbie's role in this and it's a shame because they were definitely building up and then obviously in the comics and the cartoon he was a much better character.
1: Wait, you can see Toby McGuire getting increasingly shorter as he walks
0: through the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was the floor slanted for it? No, he's just a short guy. Okay. <laughs> it's
1: more perspective. Or yeah. You see the extras are getting taller.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone, everyone makes fun of this, but I actually think this is pretty great. This no, for what it is, it's, it's yeah. a very, well, very funny scene. Yeah, the whole point, you know, the suit turns Peter evil, but Peter's a naturally awkward and geeky guy. Yeah. So this is what Peter thinks being cool and badass is. And I think a lot of people just take it at face value. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be.
0: I love this face he does here. Well, because you you even see like when it's from his perspective as he's dancing in the street, women are impressed. But that it cuts to like a third person perspective, and like they're like disgusted by him. Emotionally, like, "What?" Yeah, Here's they're the disgusted. Evil,
2: yeah, the evil symbiote cell beating up the good human cells.
0: A little on the nose, but yes. Yeah,
2: that's what you need to accomplish in, that, in, in two seconds. Oh yeah. Also, the uh, you see the lizard skeletons behind Doctor. Yeah. James there. Oh, I didn't. I don't think I ever noticed
0: that.
2: Yeah. Yep. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, like, when he's imagining
0: it, they're all looking at him impressed. All these
2: attractive women just walking. I mean, it is New York, but... It's, it's like, even funnier with, like, the volume off and everything. Like, watching it with the subtitles. Yeah, How many know.
0: Apple boxes
2: is McGuire totally required episode
0: you now? 14. Okay. Yeah, She's just stepping down. Yeah. <laughs> She's slouching. But, no, this is going back to what I was saying. Like, he should be more... Brutal. Like, we're seeing it a little bit, Like, but yeah, it's, like... This is,
2: like, the lamest way of doing what you're saying they should be doing. Yeah. Like, oh, look,
0: But no, could you imagine how great of a scene that would be? Like, there's like this mugger who, like, he's already disarmed, and then like he just goes for like a punch—a punch that he could easily dodge. He just grabs but just snaps it, like fucking balsa wood, <laughs> like really let Raimi get like the Evil Dead effects in here.
3: <laughs>
1: I love this cut too. The doors. <laughs> that
2: <laughs> Don't move that fucking camera. Yeah. <laughs> your job is dependent
0: on. It. I feel like, it, do you know how like they shot part of Doctor Strange? Like how they got George C. Scott to give a like goofy performance. They like told him like it's gonna be a serious movie, and then like they'd be like Kubrick would be like, okay, let's do a joke take before this, and then he would just use the joke takes. Okay. And it's like I feel like that's what they do with this. It's like. Hey, Toby, come on and just do a goofy dance and then we'll do the real scene. And he's like, okay, I'll do a goofy dance. And they're like, okay, moving on. Wait, what? We're not doing something serious? So anyway,
2: we finish our Saturday Night Fever comedy scene and cut to, you know, a vengeance-fueled resurrection in a dark, atmospheric
0: Oh, swamp. Competently done. Where
1: Samman remembers Penny as we as, as do we as an audience. <laughs> I guess he's just been in a
2: coma at the bottom of the...
0: Again, just like the uh, monster movies, gotta get rid of um, one when the other... or bring one back when the other one disappears. It's,
2: it's probably the best one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's really been slighted by Peter.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really gonna justify him and wish his praise to God to murder him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Taking that girl he was awkwardly pining after into a jazz club.
0: After getting him fired for a crime he committed... <laughs>
1: This is what I want to say
2: to, to every waitress. <laughs> I it forgot about that line. This is great though. Again, yeah, it's like... <laughs>
0: Can you imagine if he said it to a I
2: guy? Cool. I think that's great. Oh, there's Ponytail Express I from Iron Man, Iron
0: Man 3. Yeah. like how the actors are dressed in this scene too. Yeah, they all look
1: like
2: actors in it. Being a jazz clothing There's that guy that looks a little like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Is that this scene or is that the restaurant scene? No, it's there? this scene. It was on IMDB trivia when it first came out that Willem Dafoe had like a cameo <laughs> in like a restaurant. It's just some random patron. And finally, like someone had to go on IMDB and be like, no, Willem Dafoe does not make a cameo appearance as a patron in the restaurant, especially because he is playing a character in the movie already.
0: What's crazy because it's like, yeah, it, it, I would say, is that Willem Dafoe's son? I wouldn't say that guy who's clearly in his early 30s is not Willem Dafoe. <laughs> this,
1: uh.
2: is like, this is like one of the funniest parts of the movie. Him just like at the piano. You can tell
1: Tony McGuire's having a lot of fun, though. Yeah. He can. Did he think it was going to be good? I don't know.
2: I'm going to say he did. I think they probably were all pretty confident in what they were making after how the last two were received. <laughs>
3: Maybe.
0: Hmm. Is that... I feel like this is like a performance of, oh, this is going to be bad, but I'm going to have as much fun as possible. I don't know,
1: but, you know, it's all in the
2: script, man. I, I don't think they would have pushed forward and, with it if they weren't all confident with it. The, mm.
0: uh, I don't know that for
1: sure.
2: Because
0: I, I, Ra- I, Ra- I, Raimi's I apologized for this movie before. That's well,
2: that's Sam Raimi. I'm talking about, like, the actors and everything. I, I think that they...
0: I mean, it also doesn't matter competent wise because I'm sure they were contractually obligated I mean, to be like, in this whether they like, wanted to or not. I don't know.
2: I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of differing like we said, a lot of different voices. But if Toby Tokyo like hated this, he could have just been like, I'm not going to do it. I think, no, he was like contractually
0: yeah. obligated because they knew they were going to do a third one. Maybe no, this scene. Oh, okay, like, like, maybe. Like, I'm
2: not doing the weird jazz pub scene where wind blows and winds like, DC's hair.
0: Well, he's not in that job. Maybe they didn't tell him about that part.
1: I just remember when he was, when Tobey Maguire was on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, and Jon Stewart asked him, so how was the movie? And (laughs) Tobey Maguire just said, it's good.
2: I I saw that, yeah.
0: (laughs) I like the fact that the guy looked like he was wearing a little eye shadow there in that one shot. Like, he's not, but it looks like it. It There's probably some volume. But I mean, like, a substantial, like, I know, like, yeah, they put a little makeup on, like, everyone and all that, but, like, I mean, substantial, like, it's meant to show what it looked like. Like, to everyone else, it's like, why is that guy sensuously grabbing his own chest? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> or this is, should have been when he fucking snaps this guy's arm like balls would.
2: Just throws him through the wall. <laughs> throws him through
1: the
3: window. <laughs>
0: Could you imagine, like, he's going, like, batch like, he just, like, snaps one of their necks, too, like, Peter's got to go on the run, like, the Peter Parker alias has to die now. <laughs> Mary Jane forgives him, but it's like, oh, I still have to be on the run now?
2: <laughs> it's like a vendor that you really work the next day.
0: Oh, yeah. Like I, the black
2: costume. I murdered him. They said man. it's a metaphor for drug addiction, but it's more just, like, a really bad vendor.
0: Now I remember in the video game um, when you, you can switch back and forth to the um, black um, black um, suit, but and like it, it would increase your power, it would increase your stamina, and it would increase your health. But the longer you played, it played it, it would eventually start hurting. You would have to fight back, otherwise it would kill you. I just thought about that; that was an interesting game mechanic. Well, it's
1: a little more faithful to the comics.
0: Like it literally, kind like of, not. I
1: mean, even though it just depleted his. Yeah, well,
0: it could, and it would be, like, a thing where it would happen in in opportune times. Like, you could be in the middle of a fight scene, and then if you haven't switched back, all of a sudden, like, it just starts, like, it would be, like, twitching at him, and you have to do a bunch of button combinations to, like, to get out, and you would switch back to Spider-Man. And if I'm remembering correctly, if you didn't do it correctly, it would drain, like, half of your energy. So now when you're back in the red and blue costume, you had, like, half energy, too. God, those games were great. Bruce Campbell was in them, guys. I suppose we should talk about this scene.
2: Remember when it used to rain?
0: <laughs> to be fair, this we're... In New York. Yeah. Who knew Eddie Brock was Catholic?
2: That's a big thing in the comics, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. But here it's,
2: get religion. That's it. Set up and pay off, folks. You I want your, your second-rate film lesson... Look no further. want to Get religion. <laughs> Pay off. God, please kill Peter Parker.
0: I also like how he, um, when he goes into church, he's like, it's Brock, sir. Like, he's talking to God. Like, he's like an underling, like talking to Jameson.
2: I, I, you know, I get what they're going for. He, like, asks for, you know, help from God. And instead, basically, is like, answered by a demon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I see it. Just, just wish there was a little more going on behind it. Yeah. In terms of what gets him there. Instead of him just being like, "God killed Peter Parker." Whoa, hey! <laughs> I remember seeing that line in the trailer. And I was like, "Holy shit!
3: This is yeah. this is yeah. dark." <laughs> I was like, Whoa, they're going there."
1: What what what? Warren said he brought to ask that of God. <laughs> oh, just you know, he, he got him fired.
0: Also good, thing, also good thing the other people in the church that we just saw 30 seconds ago aren't coming to investigate this either like, imagine like a Mrs. Eddie Brock and just falls on some priest it,
2: it's kind of like uh, like I don't need the movie to be really dark or anything like that but if you're going to go out and be like yeah god I need you to kill Peter Parker there's got to be a real motive behind that yeah. I remember watching the scene when
1: Eighth grade, and I had the volume on. People were like, "Jake, what are you
2: watching?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, nothing.
0: Just men screaming." <laughs> Do uh,
2: you see that piece that fell on his jacket? Maybe that becomes carnage in the
0: fourth. Movie. Yeah. Well, I remember people saying you see a little bit kind of survive at the very end. That, like, that—that's what people um, theorize as well. It's like the same thing, like. In T2, like, when the liquid cop falls in, like, you see, like, a little splash out that some people theorize, oh, will that be in Terminator 3? And then the answer was, no, will not be in Terminator 3. Instead, so we're going to get a very long list of series of sequels that suck.
2: Yeah, and all the people that were like, oh, coming up with justification for how Venom could come up, they were, come back, and were really grasping at straws. Yeah. To, oh, say, to say the least.
0: My thing is, is like you know, I, I it would be deliberately shown if it was like that's like okay, you see like a small piece like, if, like, I don't know. it's like Aaron Eckhart was constantly asked after Dark Knight, it's like, oh, is T- Two Face gonna come back? He's like, no, he's he's dead. And then
1: he had to meet a Chris Nolan on on a beach on a very cloudy day <laughs> <laughs> for Chris Nolan to tell him no.
2: Well, you know these things.
0: There you go.
1: Get JJ Abrams to direct the next Spider-Man movie. He'll bring back Venom. With no explanation whatsoever,
2: he'll just be alive. I think by that logic, he might bring back uh, Norman Osborne and do the whole The Goblin Formula Resurrected Me
0: thing. Oh, God. Comics are terrible sometimes.
2: Well, um, no, yeah, thank you that. for leaving your
0: house. <laughs> she's just become an elderly shut-in. Her only hobby is gaslighting Peter.
3: <laughs>
2: How's Mary Jane? No, no, no. Stop I'm doing what? this to me, I May. Mean. You would ask
0: him. Secretly, she called her like five minutes <laughs> ago <and six laughs> say, wait, Peter's hurt you and did something that'll make him feel guilty. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll
3: like leave my apartment.
2: Very, they have like a very passive-aggressive Wes Anderson
3: relationship. <laughs>
0: She just gleefully is running down the stairs hailing a cab
2: oh i thought you and jane got along well i guess i was wrong <laughs> it's like it, you should have had uh jessica walters
0: player in this movie <laughs> like the only thing that's missing is like your uncle would be so disappointed in you well if it weren't for you you know He his you know well here.
2: it's not the first family
0: She's like, oh, am I not being subtle enough? <laughs> Goodbye.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Maybe you could drive me. Not have me take the bus.
0: Remember, I had a car, oh. but I had to sell it. Oh,
2: that's right. I you don't have a car. Theater. You always find a way to
1: make things wrong again. <laughs> Look at Peter. It just looks like he wants to shout at her.
0: I'll leave this here. Hopefully you don't lose it. Like you lost your uncle Ben.
2: Uh
0: yeah. We've turned Aunt May it's from this nice loving lady into a sociopath. Oh,
2: here's <laughs> this great scene. Yeah. That was like shot a week before mm-hmm. the I don't know. That didn't actually happen, but it feels like. it. This scene is legitimately bad. Yeah. This is the only bad scene in the movie. This is this is a little baffling. Um, like this is the introduction to Venom. Just oh, there he is.
0: Wait, how do you know about my daughter? Were you watching as a sandcastle was being built for her? He
2: was. there's an
1: alternative scene where uh probably a better one I mean granted I haven't seen it but it sounded better where
2: Eddie shows up at the park and Corners
0: that, that's why I was referring to, to yeah, it. That
2: the lead in after that scene in the editor's cup I thought we were going to get that yeah. in the editor's cup maybe like the effects weren't finished because mm-hmm. yeah. I assumed he was going to show Venom at some point in that scene but I, I don't know we don't know enough about it well in the video game Eddie holds the daughter
1: hostage to, to force Sam to work for him so I don't know if that happened in that alternative yeah. scene though
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. She was like in the trunk of the car that you have to like you know, rescue. No, she's
1: in the tree. She's being held by the, the symbiote. In
0: oh, the in, the ver- in the version I play, if I, I might be remembering it. Like, she's like in like a car that like the car buried chains, in, I think. Oh, Maybe Christ. I'm misremembering that. You probably
1: are. that. That's pretty disturbing.
0: <laughs> she's just in the trunk.
1: <laughs> Daddy! Did you find the medicine? <laughs>
0: Well, well, for the good news is you saved your daughter from uh, the symbiote. Bad news is she's still dying. <laughs> she's, in, she's
2: locked in the trunk of a car. Okay, here's a scene I do like. I actually like him as the taxi driver here. What is something Eddie Brock would do? He doesn't disguise himself with the symbiote. But it's like it's adding like some real personality to this to this character. I I think of like the the first two movies. The villains have a lot of fun personality, and that's like a moment. He's dressed as a taxi driver and turns into a monster and kidnaps her.
0: That also looked like a very fake arm. Like I don't even feel like that was like a real arm with makeup on. It was just like a prop arm. They just jam in yeah, Kirsten Dunce's face. Sam,
1: maybe just jam the arm. Uh, yeah. Or
0: he just—you could clearly tell he's just looking down. Like, like they don't even have the teleprompter at eye level for him. He's looking down.
2: Okay, this is a random thing, but that one shot of the SWAT officer like getting attacked always reminded me. Sir Robin from Monty Python <laughs> where it's the angle of his face as he's being attacked it looks just like Sir Robin and
3: Monty Python in the book.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: here
1: comes the
3: in,
2: in other news I will never be watching this movie again this. <laughs>
0: We should have saved this commentary for our very last, like when we're in our 80s, about to die. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of his honored... No, the last review we're going to do is Scooby Doo Goes Hollywood, Jake's favorite movie. It's going to
2: be like the forgiven lo- of commentary
0: tracks. Jake's actually loading a gun right now with a single bullet for some reason. Yeah, Andrew
2: will be like, Jake, come do Scooby Doo Goes Hollywood. And Jake will be like, I don't do that anymore. <laughs>
1: single bullet is for you, guys, not me. I have a lot to live for. You're not going
0: to kill me or just shoot me in the kneecap or something. they like really make me suffer. Blind
3: you. <laughs> ah.
0: So yeah, for our um, or tober reviews, we will not be doing Ghost Hollywood. Um,
2: I don't know if we agreed to that branding, but <laughs> I will trepidate.
1: Now there is an alternative, another scene where Mary Jane shows up to Harry's place and talks about forgiveness. I know
2: that's like in the Comic Con trailer. Yeah, it's in the it's in the normal trailer, so you can see it. I think where yeah. she says like we need to learn to forgive each other, or everything we were or done will be for nothing. Yeah, something. Yeah. I was surprised that didn't
1: make it into the editor's cut. Well, originally, one Stacy was the one who was supposed to be captured by Venom. Yeah. The rest of the is Yanjay. You weren't going to be captured for a third time. It was going to be Gwen who was captured. Although, oh, here's his. He was big
0: moment. But His burns healed pretty quickly.
2: I mean, Burner meant it to them. <laughs> Alright. The emotional crux of the movie is on you, Mr. Pack. <laughs> the movie, the entire trilogy. <laughs>
0: he was killed by his own Gilder.
2: His glider. I saw an interview with Bill Paxton where he's like his father worked in a different industry retired and would just do stuff like this for fun and suddenly they're just like you need to hold the emotional crux of the entire trilogy of this blockbuster series right now in this poorly written scene.
0: Hey you know that's what he gets for not taking Bill Paxton to see JFK.
2: I even like people that uh, that say that the butler is just a figment of his imagination. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> say Harry's
0: Bernard, Bernard quid. <laughs> mind just
2: yeah, Hallucinates Bernard.
0: Yeah. Bernard, Bernard retires. So By the way, explaining the joke I just said, Bill Paxton wanted to see JFK the day he was shot. His dad did not want him to go see it. So there you go.
1: Are you suggesting that Bernard is Yeah. In the yeah.
0: Bill Paxton actually went to like Love Field and like asked some guys, like, hey, can I sit on your shoulder so I can see the present? So there's a photo of JFK at love field and you see young like five-year-old bill paxton in the background
2: i've seen the photo of him uh i didn't realize the other connection
0: yeah. there
2: yeah notice all the extras looking in a different direction
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're not all looking the same <laughs> oh america now i was thinking about directing crowd scenes or something like this um i was listening to um something that um the angry video game nerd was talking about with crowd direction. And he said on his movie, like his DP said, you know, to make it seem more natural, you don't want everyone pointing up and looking at the same time. What you should do and what they did on their movie was, okay, everyone with the first name, with the initials A, B, J, and like a few other letters, you'll be the ones to look up few others you're gonna like point and so that's how you get a more diverse mm-hmm. reaction than everyone looking up and not in this case but some movies pointing at the same time yeah.
1: This is a funny
0: one. yeah you know some people also bring up like why does he have to take his mask off it's like because this is so rushed he needs to know it's Eddie. There's no other way. There was no other time for him to know that this was Eddie except for him to take his, like, symbiote mask off. They also want
2: to let him act and give give him face time, too. I like how the symbiote kind of moves on the makeup there a little bit.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it's a terrible design for, like, when he's talking, I don't think it I, should have uh, looked like this the entire time. But so
2: I gotta be honest, I like Venom's design—the fully super Venom design—in this better than the Venom movie. Yeah, yeah. I think it uh, looks very bland and generic without the spider symbol and the webbing in the Venom movie, it—it uh, mm-hmm. it gives it a much more distinct look here. And plus, it does spotlight how he is an evil Spider-Man by making him the same size as yeah. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. If he was like another, plus if he was like another big villain, this is like a very aesthetic thing. But Sandman is already the big hulking villain in this scene, and you don't want to just do another big hulking villain. You want to do something yeah. a little bit different. Here's the, track, the camera tracking down when the characters are. Fu- Ray really loves these
0: shots. Yeah, they're,
1: yeah. Like, they're in the second movie and then this one, and which again, are great. The,
2: the creative use of the powers, how Venom makes like a web shield to block like the yeah. balls he shoots.
0: He was a lot closer to the ground in the last shot. <laughs> and paralyzed. Now, yeah, this is the level of the video game I could never beat. This will be the last time I talk about the video game, because I don't know what happens after this.
2: I never played that game, unfortunately. I just don't have much context.
0: Could you imagine if she missed like, just, like, Spider-Man's, and she splats behind him? <laughs> Only you have help. I'm just, like, imagining, like, the end of Cabin in the Woods when the giant hand comes out and smashes the ground.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, this is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. It doesn't make sense why he decides to take other things with him, like, why he didn't sort that out, but it's such a cool design. It doesn't matter.
2: Maybe he what?
0: Like, why, like, other shit was brought in with the sand, why the sand didn't just go around, and so, like, there's, like, you know, tires and bricks and shit like that. I actually dig that. No, I mean, it's, it's such a cool design that it's like, I don't, it doesn't really matter. This is just now, like, the 15th time watching this movie, stuff I think about.
2: Only 15?
0: <laughs> this week.
1: This movie's like Watchmen. The more you experience it, the more you get out of it. It's very layered.
0: Like well Citizen K- Kane.
1: Well set. Yeah. It's so dense. <laughs>
0: his costume's not getting shredded like it nearly as much as it has been on the other movies
1: do you think that's Toke McGuire like his actual skin or do you think that's like still padding I don't know still makeup
2: might even depend shot to shot that's a good question though MJ's like I got my own problems here sport (laughs) Jesus Christ buddy you got sand I got taxi
0: yeah, you have superpowers, at least. I'm i am definitely not going to survive this.
1: This guy actually died. Yeah, not too long after and then the moon. Actually, the female newscaster did, too. I think she had committed suicide. Yeah, I remember right yeah, that. Yeah. You know,
2: very sad.
0: Got nothing to say to that. Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Are those his kids? Yeah. Oh, I knew that the girl later in the scene was. I didn't realize that. I think I I know one of them is is at least his kid. I think it was the the one one on the right. The (laughs) other one was probably like, I don't know, Grant Curtis' kid or something.
0: friendship I
2: mean, all three of us almost said like a joke yeah <laughs> yeah this is nice these best
1: friends teaming up i mean okay it's not perfect but at least harry's got an a little it's a
2: little rough getting there at the end but it feels cathartic finally having them side by side fighting with each other
3: give me your hand
1: plot at the end of this movie when I saw it for the second
2: time. You know what's funny? This scene here where he uh, he turns Sam into glass always reminded me of the first Bionicle movie. Something <laughs> happened in that. Okay, so anyway, this is Sam Rainey's daughter. <laughs> well, this is J. Jonah Jameson's last scene where it's the 2000s. Everyone's <laughs> dressed like it's the 2000s except Jameson who's dressed like a 1950s news reporter. a
0: <laughs> three-piece suit fedora. <laughs>
2: and until this latest movie that was the "Far From Home," yeah, J.K. Simmons as Jameson. I, I guess he voiced him on some of the cartoons also.
3: Yeah,
0: Academy Award-winning J.K. Simmons. I, I just had a stroke.
1: Stop the commentary. J. Jonas
2: Simmons.
0: He's also the voice of the yellow peanut in the m and oh, commercial. Is still that voice? Yeah.
2: Really? I think I might have, like, won a trivia question in a bar once with that or something like that.
0: Well, they had, like, a that lot of requested. voice actors. Yeah. Phil Hartman was the voice of the blue one.
2: No, maybe it wasn't a bar. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, back to the movie.
0: Could you imagine if they didn't catch her at all? They're like, oh, you should have flown a little faster.
1: I got it. She probably... Should
0: have had a heart attack or something. <laughs> it it, it should have broken her back, so, like, paralyzed. She's like, I'm alive. I'm trapped in the shell of my body, but I'm alive, I guess. you forgive me? <laughs> I like how, like, his mask is now higher. Like, the eye makes no sense in the actual relation to his eyes, so he can't see out of his right eye right now. I've always noticed
2: that, too. Honestly, uh, I never noticed that.
0: Ah, Look out!
2: We got the Sandman. Meanwhile, over at the uh, the White House, (laughs) they want to
0: launch a Moab. Do we need to level New York?
1: Yeah, what's Bush's reaction to this? (laughs) (laughs) Right, we got a terrorist attack.
0: Get Candy on the phone. I need her advice.
1: Made sand?
0: What do you think we should do, Cheney? We
1: bomb the
0: city. You don't even know what part of the city. Just bomb it all. Just, there's no other way. <laughs> Only way to be sure. That's why we gotta watch the amazing Spider-Man movie so we can assume, um, think what Obama did and now we have to watch the new one. What Trump would do. What
2: would Trump would do during the Mysterio attack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. probably
0: take credit for everything nuke the city you would blame dado for not adding money in (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: hope it was worth it. <laughs> uh,
0: I, th- even though that's completely CGI, that always like hurts me when I see that.
2: I don't like uh, how he sounds. He sounds like a chicken. Yeah. Well, you know what? Again, I go back to the aesthetics of the scene. It's a Tasmanian devil roar that they use for that. And you don't want to make him sound... They probably didn't want to make him sound too deep because he's not a big guy in this. And you also have Sandman as the big Hulk. So you want to add that variety there. Especially because this is the only scene Venom appears in. I just wish it sounded better.
0: Now, do you think Norman Osborn knew George W. Bush? Because you have the military-industrial complex.
2: (laughs) Always great to meet our president of the United States. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you just see I, George, you just see George Bush. In, yeah, well. <laughs> you see the. Always
1: great to meet our President of the United States. <laughs>
0: you just see George W. Bush in the background of Harry's funeral. true, American. Right next to Flash Thompson. Oh God, Spider Man! Yeah, if only you had webbing, you could have used.
2: Most yeah. versions of this story, he finds out and uses that at the church tower. That's, yeah. But uh, here it's like sort of he only realizes after the fact yeah. what happened. That's
1: what always made the church seem a little unclear. I, I think it's symbolic in terms of religion with forgiveness. But how would he know to get the symbiote off? He didn't. It was just across the street from the club. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because the point of the symbiote is that you know you can't unbind it so easily, so I, I feel like you'd have to set that up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I,
0: I think it was just he needed to go somewhere secluded. That literally was the closest place. But how did he
1: know he, he could get it off, exactly? Uh,
0: I don't know. Maybe he thought he just, at that point, just take the costume off. He didn't think it was going to be a fight. Wow, really diminishes
2: the power of the symbiote. <laughs> and I think that's why they haven't done that in any other iterations yeah. of the story.
0: I'll look here to see if his skeleton... I've never noticed his skeleton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. It's a very brief flash.
1: He's dead, people. He's yeah, pe- people back. point to
0: that, but That's it's like you family. see it's all burning up.
3: Yeah. I know i
2: I feel like I'm stuck in 2007, but he's dead. But Jake, didn't you look in the promo of Spider-Man and see inside his eyes? <laughs> it was Venom...
0: Now, I'm just imagining you see, like, one of our Predator drones flying by, like, like, Spider-Man's about to defeat the passing final blow, and Bush just bombs the site.
3: That's, like,
2: the Stanley explanation for why this stuff wasn't a big deal. It's because it's New York.
0: Well, hey, at the time, from the 60s through the 80s, no one gave a shit about New York. It was a cesspool. (laughs) Ford to city, drop dead. That was literally a headline. Because Gerald Ford hated the city. Or dying. Yeah, you killed my uncle, though. With how big of a man you are, you should have been in the wrestling ring. You could have made three grand. Oh, God. If put it on and
2: fought Bonesaw. What if he was Bonesaw?
0: <laughs> they got Macho Man Randy Savage to be in this? He might have been dead at this point. See, I
2: pretty much expected after. actually Electro, Sandman and the burglar and they could have flashed back and eventually you would get to a point where Uncle Ben was just being mobbed by the Sinister Six <laughs> which by the <laughs> way I
0: remember the Wizard Magazine was theorizing when they thought um, Topher Grace might have been Electro like is this going to be the start of like the Sinister Six like is the Sinister Six going to be in this movie I
2: remember
3: oh, how Doc Ock
2: was dead in the Sinister Six yeah. All right, well, we didn't see his body get totally vaporized he only drowned and fell into a sun. (laughs) Great acting here.
0: This is is a
2: great scene. It's good in spite of the silliness of this
1: spectrum.
0: Yeah.
1: This is where Remy shines. Here. Great score. I do love the line that's coming up here when he said we don't choose to be this. I always felt that that kind of sums up the entire trilogy. I don't know why. I don't know if that was intentional, but I always felt like that was like a nice cap
2: to it all. Yeah, I think it's right here. Another way of verbalizing, you know, you make do with your situations.
0: While they're not paying attention, the NYPD is now scaled the building, and like while, while he's about to forgive him, one of the cops just shoots Flip Margo in the head. I'll just go right through him. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he's in human form now and is so human full of humanity it would have killed him. For the joke to work, I want him dead. Like just as Peter's forgiving him. He's like, Oh, he's dead. I forgive you though. Yeah. He just places a gun at of Marco's face, like, You saw him, he was coming after me. I don't feel so good Mr. Spider-Man
2: well there he goes
0: you see he just flies through a bank of America on the ground floor and continues up
2: Spider-Man has to go foil a bank robbery by him the next day
0: come on man we had an understanding
2: I like this scene a lot too yeah the music's really good
0: Mm -hmm. nice sunrise
2: so that's why we're watching it with no
0: sound I don't want to get copyright strikes.
2: Really, I think the soundtrack in this movie, overall, you know, I, I joke about like the Sandman theme and whatnot. I think it is a good soundtrack that sounds in line with the previous two movies, considering this was done by a different composer.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I did not know though going in Christopher Young was composing it. I oh, yeah. assumed yeah. it was Danny Elfman, so I was a little disappointed by that, just for consistency's sake.
2: You know, it's funny, when I first saw Jurassic Park 3, I thought Spielberg and John Williams were both coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we were young, I don't think we knew any better. I never it was, really it I was like, that. yeah, who's Joe Johnston? Who I, I'm probably a big fan of now, but, yeah, no.
0: We are do Jurassic Park 3 as a, con- a counter track. Well,
2: that would yeah, very short. Minutes. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> short day.
0: Yeah, we did Spider-Man 1 yesterday, and then 2 and 3 today. We've been sitting inside on a beautiful holiday weekend instead of doing something. It's been great.
1: This is how we spend a our Luther King Day. This is how we celebrate a great man
2: watching Spider-Man 3. (laughs) Okay. To quote the wise words of Anakin Skywalker, hold on, Andrew, this whole operation (laughs) was your idea. (laughs) Yeah, why are you blaming us?
0: I'm not blaming you. I'm just, like, saying you guys agreed it. I suggested this is how we choose to live our lives. We, we didn't choose this, I should say. It's a
2: little bit like doing a favor for someone, and you spend hours doing it. And they're like, can you believe these bums spent their whole day doing this?
0: <laughs> okay, well, and if there's not another commentary track after this, I'm sorry.
2: We just, all we're saying is we're unionizing. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Hey, there's Flash Thompson.
2: Hey, there he is. Good of him to show up. You think he talked to MJ
1: after?
0: I hope my childhood bully shows up to my funeral.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he came back he prom to get his promise ring back from MJ.
0: <laughs> Flash Thompson, hardcore Christian. He was also at the church that night. That's how Flash Thompson becomes the Venom in another alt iteration.
2: I like this last scene too. Really, I like I like it a lot in this yeah.
0: movie. Yeah, there's more good than bad per se. It's just like it it's just a mixed bag. it's just there's so much in here that's like this could have been two separate movies, but with a runtime of one movie somehow.
2: It rules, and I do like it. Well,
1: it's great that there's no dialogue. Yes. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, aside from the singing, uh, there's no dialogue here. I like how it's all told visually.
2: And I like that they don't try and end it on like a final swing or something. Yeah, this is a, a more subdued, character-based way to end—not just this movie, but the whole trilogy, I suppose. Well, oh. it just comes down to the two of them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's what this entire trilogy has been about.
1: Now we're not—we're not, we're not going to pretend this is—I don't know. I—I I, I never felt like this—this this was like a Return of the King type thing where it was besides of the scale and stakes I guess just the final film in like a series there's there's always supposed to be more I never felt like it was like the final movie
2: no it's not what's different to Lord of the Rings because that's a uh, that's a thing where it's very consciously trying to tell one big story over three movies these were three individual stories planned out one at a time Mm -hmm. this is this ends in a way where End here if it needed to, if they couldn't make any more movies, but it could continue as well. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: I wish they did. Well, we can talk about Spider Man 4. We
1: can, that doesn't yeah. get really talked about as much because it's pretty fascinating how that happened. So, essentially, but Spider Man 4 would have come out in 2011, so it'd be nine years old if it, if it had come out when it was supposed to. Wow, would it come out the same year as uh, as like Thor? Yeah, Yeah. Captain America: The First Avenger. I'm I'm curious how that would have, how that would have gone over. I mean, these things kind of happen, you know, the way they do. But I always kind of think about that how it would have gone over. I still think it probably would have been the biggest
2: hit out of all of them. Oh yeah. It's tough because you want to like look at what the scripts look like because you're curious what would have happened. Yeah. But I think it's tough with this because they really didn't know. It's a thing where they they pulled the plug early. Scripts, but Sam Raimi wasn't happy with any. So, looking at the scripts isn't like a what could have been sort of scenario. It's like, it, it's just seemed like failed attempts at making something that would have, you know, pleased the filmmakers. It seems like they just never were able to
1: make an idea click. No, and that's the thing. It, it's more fascinating in the development sense just to see what happened because there, there were, I remember keeping track of it and there were so many writers, really great writers Gary Ross, David Lindsay Abadair, um, then you
2: had. James Vanderbilt was involved? James Vanderbilt and then,
1: yeah. I think, yeah, David, David Koepp. David Cap- Cap- yeah, so all these, all these different writers but we all, I guess from what limited information we know, Vulture was the villain and John Malkovich was cast, was, was Anne Hathaway actually officially cast as, as Felicia Hardy?
0: I don't know, I always thought that was just a rumor. I think,
2: I think it was happening but it was like, again, stuff was so in flux that it's hard to really pin down anything that was going to happen other than Malkovich definitely was going to be the Vulture. But mm-hmm. even then, like, like apparently Avio Ad doesn't like the character of the Vulture, so maybe there is a bone of contention there. It's uh, it's hard to get a sense of what really would have been because it
1: was sort of a mess throughout. I think... I think Remy wanted Vulture. That sounds something very much of Remy's alley. Yeah. No, Malkovich is the Vulture. Oh, God, yeah. That's yeah. incredible casting. That, again, that fits into, like, Willem Dafoe, Melina, and, and Church... But um, but then, like, there's the rumors of... I don't know how true this is that instead
2: of Black Cat, it would have
1: been Vultress. You know what?
2: Because mm. I've heard that, too. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if it was a thing where there's multiple versions of the script, mm-hmm. and one where she's Vultress, one where she's Black Cat. Because I think Sam Raimi said in an interview <laughs> later that she was going to be, like, Black Cat, but it was, like, a very offhand sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The rumors I heard was that she was going to become Vultress, Which is just terrible. Yeah, that, that's...
0: Yeah, you know
2: doing, it's hard to. i have a firm belief that there's no such thing as bad ideas, except, except there's no such thing as bad ideas, just bad execution. Except in this case, this <laughs> is the one case in the universe where the vultures was a bad idea,
1: and, and yeah. she was going to be his daughter. That that was the rumor too. It just yeah, I uh, wasn't yeah. the rumor too that Malkovich took over the Daily Bugle, and then that could have been kind of fun. And, and Jameson <laughs> gets he gets get to like a dust job but he's yeah. miserable that actually was a thing that, that could have been funny, funny. Um, yeah. But yeah no that I, I still would because yeah that sounds like a much of Avi Arad thing where he hates the vulture probably for superficial reasons where he probably saw him as this non-threatening old man he probably just couldn't get past that yeah very quaint character is what he saw as. so I think with Rami and Malkovich that could have been something very and, I, and you could have still
0: It's a real shame. Well, we have now completed the Spider-Man trilogy. Hope you guys have enjoyed our roller coaster of emotions across these three. Um, yeah, even though there may have been problems with this one, still a fun ride. I still enjoy watching it. I
3: yeah. really, I yeah. really like this movie still, yeah.
2: and I, I enjoy like this silly. to it, but ultimately I think it's a better movie than this reputation. Yeah.
0: It's just sad that it's like, it could have been a much better final chapter than what we got, but it's still definitely better than, like you said, the, the memes make it seem worse. Okay. Um,
2: uh, apparently Danny Altman did work on this movie to some capacity, because he's credited... In multiple songs different songs. That yeah. weren't just uh, tracks from previous movies. Yeah, I, I did hear that, that he
3: back to
0: some later. Yeah, so. Alright, well, we're glad you guys joined us and until the next one, have a good night. Good
2: night. Have a good night.